Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Carl Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the Movies podcast for the 3rd of February 2020. I'm joined by friend Jay Wood. You <laughs> did the pause <laughs> again! Oh, man! I thought I earned the yeah. length of like a quick... That was quick... pre-planned. Oh, yeah, you say that. That was pre-planned. Every All time right. I come over, he introduces me, and he doesn't know what to say for like 10 seconds, and I'm standing there feeling like an idiot. Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm Jay. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm feeling great. I'm getting a bit nervous because we're in the middle of what could be a storm or yet another heat wave. Yeah, we're trying a new thing. I'm trying a new thing. Filming it this time, so... If um, that didn't sync up, that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, no, I'll fix that up in post. That's what you're going to do anyway. Exactly. Um, but we're going to be talking about Oscars. Um, one week. One week away. We had the BAFTAs um, today, right? Yeah, yeah. This morning. This morning. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Oscars and give our picks on the Oscars, but we're also going to do dream, dream Oscar picks, picks alternate picks. They don't always get it right. No, not always. There's been a few snubs, you could yeah, say, yeah. Um, especially in the best directing category. Oh my God. But, I think um, we'll my favorite thing, when the nominations came out, I saw a video of Carl going, wait till you <laughs> the articles, wait till you see the articles. Yeah. Completely what I happened. was already on it when I saw it. That was yeah, you looked furious. Yeah, that the omittance of certain women. <laughs> yes. Um, um, but yeah, no, we're talking about that. Um, and I want to have a chat about the voting system as well because yeah, because yeah, that's pretty fucked. It's not a really great system. No. Um, I'm going to bring up some stuff as well because like I wasn't aware of just how much was shortlisted versus nominees. Mm. Like you have to be shortlisted to even be nominatable. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Nominatable. Like, nominatable? <laughs> if you're an English scholar? El- eligible? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not earning the friend here. No, um, no yeah. I didn't realise you had to be a cer- on a s- certain short lists. And there's some things that I'm going to bring up tonight that weren't even on a short list. Okay. And I'm like, and I want to talk about why I think that's ridiculous because somebody's choices definitely deserve to shortlisting. Yeah, right. But we'll talk about them when we come up. Sure thing. Um... What I want to mention is that there's a um, rumor going around at the moment, or something I saw in an article, that um, 17 of the Academy members haven't even seen Parasite because they refuse to deal with subtitles. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I've heard this too. Yeah. And that was the same problem with Roma last year, yeah. is that there's a lot of Academy members who, and this sounds bigoted, but I know of, well, I know, in the way that I've mm. read about all these Academy voters who think that the Academy Award for Best Picture is American. Yeah. Should be American. And mm. that's obviously going to affect a lot of Academy voters said that. Yeah. Like, mm. there has to be, like, we we are American filmmakers. Why are we giving our awards elsewhere? Yeah. And then, yeah, at the same point, the last, I think, six years, Best Director has gone to a Mexican. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Five out of the six years, Damien Chazelle was the last American to win it in six years. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Well, Just hopefully. let that on, on the footage. I am 100% fine with that. I don't have fingers behind my back. I don't have any SWAT stickers on me. I'm perfectly, perfectly in full health. Well, nothing <laughs> against Mendes, but hopefully it goes to a Korean this yeah. year. Oh, you really think that? Oh, I, I'm, well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, okay. Because it's really 50-50 at this point. Oh. I don't think anyone will be disappointed either way. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that's really... Um, kind of fucked up <laughs> it is very they haven't just refused to watch it because of subtitles especially given fucking um, 
Bong Joon's uh, speech at the, yeah. at the Golden Globes. Beautiful speech. And then there's also the thing of people who are refusing to watch Uncut Gems because they don't like Adam Sandler. Like, really? I didn't like, that. Uh, well, there, there's been, there was a, uh, one of the Academy voters came out and said that, like, he stayed you know, um, anonymous, yeah, so yeah. take this with a grain of salt. Yeah. But he said that people don't like that Adam Sandler treats Hollywood as a joke because he makes all these bad movies. So they don't want to give him the time of day or even... It's not his brand. Adam Sandler is not the brand of Oscars. Mm, okay. We don't want to. We don't want to sully the brand. Yeah. And I'm like, no. It's a fucking. It's. It's like, an art form. By not watching that, you're disrespecting the Safdie brothers, for example. And there's nothing on the Safdie brothers. And there's been a. We've had a history of people who are not new, usually known as Oscar brand. Yeah. My favorite example is the incredible movie Precious. Okay. And yeah. Monique, and she did not play ball. She did yeah. not like doing the press. She did not like having to go around talking to people, and she still won based on her incredible performance. I've seen Precious once in my life, and I will never need to see it again, yeah. but it is an incredible film. And to this day, Monique, the rapper, is not the brand of the Oscars. <laughs> what is it? Um, uh, uh, the people who did the song for Hustle and Flow. Oh, Hustle and Flow, yeah. Yeah, the, the best original song. Uh, Mich- uh, uh it wasn't I don't know. the mafia. It was a mafia title in the band. I'm so sorry, I forgot the name of the band. But oh, um, oh no, yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel terrible not remembering. Yeah. But John Stewart came out and said they have an Oscar, and Munster says he still doesn't have one, yeah. and it was amazing because it's like, isn't this ridiculous? It's like sometimes the Oscar goes to who we don't expect, and yeah. it's amazing. They pull some surprises, and no doubt we're going to see some surprises. We're going to see some surprises. Um, I feel like going into the BAFTAs and going into today's awards, sure like, and the Oscars awards, I do feel like this is the safest year. There hasn't been any real like award ceremony so far where we've been like, they're giving it to that. Yeah. yeah. Like We haven't been shocked yet. I would love there to be a shock next week. A shock? I would love there like... The best actor goes to <laughs> Adam Driver, Jonathan Price, oh, the no. two popes. <laughs> and Jonathan Price goes up and goes, oh, well, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's like when um, uh, Marvel Sisters Maisel, they won at the. Um, yeah. Uh, they won Best was. Comedy Show yeah, and, and they she beat said, Fleabag. Oh, I legit thought this was going to go to Fleabag. So she, even vote. she even voted for yeah, Fleabag. She even voted for Fleabag. Amazing. What, Rachel Brosnahan? Uh, Alex Borstein. Alex Borstein did it. Okay. The voice of Lois. Yeah, Voice of Lois and Family Guy. So let's go into. Okay. Ugh. So there's going to be when we go into these alternate picks, we're going to be talking about like our, our snubs and the surprises and the ones. Yeah. Um, it's mostly all about our dream stuff. Um, are we going to start big and just go best picture? We can go. We can go big and small, big and small. Let's do big. All right. Let's start with best picture. All right. So there's how many? How many places are there? In like if they, they can have ten. They can have ten. A maximum of ten. Let's put ten. Let's put ten. Yeah. So are we taking the original ten and the original nine out and yeah. rebuilding? Well, we are. I have. I have taken all of them out. You don't have a single one in your lists. Not that's actually nominated for best Oscar. No. Ooh, best, okay. Uh, best picture. Sorry. Okay. Back on my screen. How do you want to go about this? Do you want to? What don't we just say? Our one and then our two and then. Yeah. So in order of preference. I don't. Know, I haven't done my other. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, we'll, you say your first we'll one. I say my first one. And then we'll sort But how about if you say yours, and I, and if I don't think that should get up at all, I can go, eh, and you can do the same to me. Okay, right. <laughs> sure. You want to go first, and I'll get the right. eh ready. I want to start with waves. Great. I think waves should be a best picture. I'm I've right. got that in my list as well. Yeah. Waves is fantastic. Listen to Carl's previous podcast. He 
Gives it the glowing recommendation uh, yeah. it deserves. Sucked it off hard, but it deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say sucked it off, but yeah. When he's right, he's right. I can't, I can't help it. No, um, Waves is a fantastic pitch. <laughs> it deserves more love. It's a, it's a fantastic How did it just go by everyone? I don't know. Like, a- A24 has a problem with their distribution and their releases. I think. Well, I definitely know A24 has a problem with like getting people to know about their movies. Like Booksmart her- did horrendous business. Well, Booksmart wasn't A24, it was uh, Anna Perona. Wasn't that A24 produced? No. Oh, so Anna Perona is a bad yeah. one. Okay. Well, I just, yeah. In that sense, I don't know what happened to Waves, but it wasn't on my radar. And then, like, I started hearing things about it. But yeah. next thing you know, it was like one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Especially the Fantastic. first half. Oh, beautiful. Um, so that's your first. I get to go. You like waves as well. Could we yep. put that on the list? Well, we'll put that on the list. Let's put, put waves at number one. All well, right. not number one, but the first one on we'll our put, list. Okay, waves is our first one for best picture. What's cool. your number one? Um, I will start off nice and safe. <laughs> okay. I do think Portrait of a Lady on Fire deserves to be on the best, best picture because yeah. it's not allowed in best foreign. Yeah. I even said this to Carl, for those who don't know, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is this fantastic French film. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, France decided to go with a different film called Les Miserables. Yeah. Yeah. Great title. Never been done before. Um, but they went for a different movie. And because of that, each country can only put forward one movie yeah. for a foreign picture. So my hope was that there was enough love for Portrait that it would somehow get into best motion picture. It did not. Yeah. It is one of the most intoxicatingly beautiful films. Oh, it's a gorgeous film. So Would you put it on the list? Film. Definitely going on the list. Woo! Two Number for two. two. Portrait Laid and Fire. Love it. I'm glad we're on agreement so far. This is going to be a good podcast, people. You got it in video too <laughs> when we start smashing each other. It's going to be great. Um, okay, my number two is Honey Boy. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, loving Honey Boy more than you on the night yeah um, definitely I definitely uh, thought Waves was the best film you yeah see Honey Boy for me almost perfect mm. um, glorious film uh, we'll be talking about Honey Boy at some point later tonight I have no doubt yes, but yeah definitely I'm with you 100% we're coming up we've already started with drinks yeah <laughs> with drinks with this, cheers for every time we this? agree what have you got Coke. I have uh, vanilla coke no vanilla sugar coke guys sugar. no sugar I have any year of no sugar um, um Okay, so are we comfortable putting Honey Boy number yep, three? Yeah, Honey Boy I'm agreeing with. See, this is the thing, because at the moment, do we want to try to bring back their original choices at all? Do we go through all of this, and then we take out... I mean, well, I'm very happy putting Parasite in, because I think Parasite... I think we're going to both agree that Parasite yeah. deserves to be in, so let's put yeah, Parasite let's put in Parasite now. Parasite number four. So we lose spots. Okay, Parasite's number four. Yep, are we ready? Because this is where we're going to disagree. This is number, what's number three, is it? Number two for me. Don't say Hustlers. No, 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 no. Okay. Hustlers will be making plenty of appearances tonight. But it will not be making my list on Best Picture. But I do put in something that I think we probably won't want to put in there. Okay. I adored Dolomite is my name. It's my number six. It's there? (laughs) Oh, yes. God. This movie is just so gorgeous. It's yeah. the Disaster Artist, but with more heart. I think it's I think it's better than Disaster Artist. Because I, I think it's just it has so much more passion behind it. I think it's yeah. It's just there's just more electricity behind everything. And like I we're gonna be talking about Wesley Snipes later. I think yeah, as well. Well, I, I feel like with Dolomite is my name versus Disaster Artist. It feels unfair to pair them together because they're such different films. 
in terms of their overall tone. But like, uh, I really felt like the room was all about how James Franco inhabited the room. Yeah. Whereas Dolomite is my name is inhabiting the passion of making things. Yeah, making yeah, making. And I felt like the passion with all the characters was so much clearer in Dolomite. Yeah. There's a scene where the actress, a bigger woman, is like, I can't believe I'm seeing a movie where a bigger woman of my skin color is in a movie. And you're like, that's that's what was important. Oh, that's... Um, yeah, yeah beautiful yeah. performance. And again, it's just that thing of like, if you want to make a movie, make a movie. Whereas yeah. a disaster artist kind of like condemned people from making movies, saying like, oh. you want to make a bad movie, we're going to laugh at you. And I didn't feel like... I the get a, no, I get a stranger vibe from, from Disaster Riders. I, I still thought it was a bit uplifting. I think Disaster Riders yeah, no. is more about ambition, whereas Dolomite is more about passion, I think. Yes, and that's fair. That's a fair compromise. I'll meet, meet you there. But yeah, I'm glad Dolomite is my name. Is that good. Okay, your turn. Um, well, this is just a, a dream pick. But my number three is my favorite movie of last year, Midsummer. But... Uh, we look, don't have to put that in if you don't. No, no, I know I, you're gonna like come with some. <laughs> I'm not against it. I love Midsummer. It took me a while. I love it. I'm just like I'm still thinking there is still nine other movies on the actual list. Yeah. I want to put Midsummer on the list, and I want to see if it survives. Okay. In 20 minutes. Okay. I'll write it down. And I'll <laughs> yeah. Put, put it down. I, it was on my out. list. But I'm I'm just wondering, do we put because we've got Parasite now, so that's five if we have Midsummer. Parasite's number four, and then five is Dolomite's my name. Oh, we already got five down. Yeah. Okay, so... Mm. five left. Midsummer is a question mark. Let's yes, because... Um, so... I'm already, right. I'm already kind of cutting down some of mine. Um, okay, I'm going to throw it out there. My curveball. Her smell. Her smell? Her smell. Now, this is okay. Elizabeth Moss. It's a movie that was completely underrated, but it was my favorite movie at the Sydney Film Festival. Um, it's Elizabeth Moss as, uh, and I guess aging, but I guess she's not that old, but as someone who has like, is, is in the middle of a, middle of a, like a, uh, come down from her rock and roll life. Right. And the movie's fragmented like Steve Jobs is where it's like Steve Jobs at his height, he's lower and then he's height again. Yeah. And Elizabeth Moss carries this free act performance and mm. it's just about, you know, finding what's most important. And realizing why you'd love something in the first place. Yeah. Have you seen her smell? Um, I have not. No. Oh. Again, we'll put that down as a question mark. I'll definitely put it down as a question mark because I'm starting to think it's not going to survive. But I had to bring it up. Her smell is a fantastic film. Do what you can to see it. Uh, so that was your number three. That was my fourth. It was your fourth. Because I've already had one of yours. Okay. Uh, my number four is the farewell. I think the it should be in there. Yeah. It should so, be in is there. Is that a lock? Yep. Yeah. I reckon that's a lock. Yeah. I think if we I think we said this before privately outside the podcast, but if there was ten choices, the fell would have def- been number def- ten. Would have been the tenth choice. It would have yeah. survived. Definitely. Yeah. I think so as well. I only have two more movies left. So I'll do my second last one. Okay. And now you practice your voice for me. Because I'm expecting a no. So practice it for me. You're like buzzer noise. Are you ready? Uh Put your cup down. People can see it. Are you ready? I think Rocket Man should be there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn it. Do you actually believe that? Do you believe that? Is it Rocket Man in there? For Best Picture? No. It's not? Hey, I love that. I honestly thought that was the egg coming up. It's not Best Picture. It's not up for Best Picture. It's up for one Oscar the entire night for Best Original Song. Original Song, yeah. I think uh, Rocket Man originally was like number five in my top ten list, but as I was, as you make your top ten list and your moods change, I kind of watered, like I kind of 
fell off Rocket Man a bit. Okay. But I rewatched it like two weeks ago and I was wrong. That should have been top three. Top three? Yeah, I definitely duff, I stuffed up there. List change, it's fine. Okay, I'm just trying to find. There it is. Yeah, Rocket Man. I'm trying to find the nominees. Uh, um, oh, yeah, it's not there. Yeah. Okay. I Would you put a question mark there? there? Uh, yeah, but, oh, okay. but I can, look, I might come back to that because we might actually put that on because I don't think the other news I've got here are not going to. Okay, so how many more do you have left that we haven't brought up? Uh, I've got four. Wow, okay, because I think I have one of yours. Yeah. Okay, but your turn? Because I'm done. I've the one before this left. one, because I think this one could actually slip in there, but the one before this one is just like an outlier pick. Yep. Because I really love the film Ad Astra. I really loved that movie. And Brad Pitt's performance in that movie. Eck. <laughs> I, I loved Ad Astra, but there's no way that slow contemplative movie was going to fly. Yeah, okay. Because it is, I have got friends who absolutely disdain that film. I really enjoyed it. Remember, I texted you the minute after I watched it. I'm like, oh, why yeah. did I take so long to get to this? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, nah, it was. there's too many movies now. I, that's one that I'll say. Look, you're not getting the question mark out of that, out of me for that one. I'm sorry. Okay. After right. you were so kind about Rocket Man and her smell. Oh, I'm sorry. All Next. Right. Here's what I'm gonna do. Okay. <laughs> we're so gonna good. we're gonna put Rocket Man in there. Ooh. Yeah, we're gonna put Rocket Man in there. Shit. So let's put that as number. Now I feel double worse about Ast- that Astro. That's <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> um, such a sad okay <laughs> well I didn't like it either anyway it's fine no it's not like I didn't like it <laughs> no no I still um, loved it my but... last one oh I've got two more actually yes actually, I've got, I've got you had more. three more yeah um, Uncut Gems that was my last one yeah that one is an adrenaline ride yeah. unlike anything else I think that's a great choice okay so we have alright three five I'm so excited to sit down with people and watch it again. Oh, definitely. Now that it's on Netflix. All right, here we go. Let's do this again. We have Waves. We have Waves. We have Portrait of Lady and Fire. Great. So number two. This is no preference here. Yeah. Um, Honey Boys are number three. Great. Parasite's number four. Great. I'm not going to say that every time. I'm going to stay silent, guys. Um, and Dolomite, not my name. Dolomite is my name, number five. Five. Rocket Man's our number six. Uh, Farewell's our number seven. Farewell. Uh, and Uncut Gems is number eight. So we've got a bit of Midsummer and Her Smell? Or? Yeah. Good. I agree with that. We've got them out. So that's eight. Right, knock those out. That's eight. And you had two more. Two more. You think these will make it in? No. <laughs> Go on. Because I think we could put in the, some of the original best picture nominees to fill these two spaces. I think it's going to be hard to pick those two, but go on. <laughs> because I still think Marriage Story should be in there. I do too, but I'm also very cautious. Right. I don't think Marriage Story is the best it's my favourite film of last year mm. but it's not the best 
It's a picture that's probably the most, not blandest, but it's a picture that does the, doesn't do anything to really move cinema. Yeah. Right. All these other films in this list move cinema in a different way. I actually don't think Marriage Story moves cinema in a way that needs to be Best Picture nominated. Okay. Do you, would you agree with that? Or if you uh, still want it in there, please. I'm happy leaving it out because I can put, um, like we can, I mean, I don't know, I feel weird about putting, because the only good thing about, look, this is my true honesty here, the only <laughs> thing good thing about 1917 is the film score. I agree with you now. Yeah. Um, I'm torn about that. But the thing is, is that it's probably going to win. But it's probably going to win this picture. So, so do we? Do you just want to put it in there? Because <laughs> if we don't put it in our top, if we don't put it in our list and it wins best picture, we look a little, we yeah. look a little shameful. Um, this is pretty. I have no doubt a lot of Oscar voters are voting that way. Of like, well, everyone else likes nineteen seventeen, so you know. We have one more spot, and you have two movies. I have two movies, but none of them are going to get in because we could probably put in. Okay, what were you two? And uh, my last two were. The Lighthouse and the Peanut Butter Falcon. That is an awesome. Ch- I don't. The Lighthouse. I'm happy with cinematography yeah, where it yeah. is. <laughs> but Peanut well, Butter Falcon. We'll talk about a Lighthouse later as well. Yes, but oh, okay. Peanut Butter Falcon is Peanut Butter Falcon. such a beautiful film. Yeah. Because <sighs> we could put that in, or we could leave. Do you one know what, of the original ones in as well? Like I would say this: if we had Peanut Butter Falcon, we would have to get rid of Dolomite. Okay. Why do you say that? Because I think they're both kind of serving the same purpose on that list of like passion the movies ambition. about passion, yeah. ambition, yeah. living life, and uh, feel good hits. And I think those two films. I think Dolomite is more. I mean, Dolomite has electricity, but uh, Peanut Butter Falcon has more heart. I think it has so much heart. Yeah, it's sweetness. And the thing is, like in these lists, there's always like one or two movies like that no one saw and they used if if anything if we put it in our list for the podcast and someone listens to this and goes I'm going to check out Peanut Butter Falcon we have done our job <laughs> we put so, that in? yeah we're putting it in Peanut Butter Falcon such a gorgeous film it's such a Mark Twain like story Peanut Butter Falcon number 10 yeah so what have we said no to in the main list we've said no to Everything except Parasite. Did we, did we put 19... We didn't put 1917 in. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. We did 1917. So we did that. Because I would honestly replace... If I had my like my way, I'd put yeah. Jojo Rabbit over 1917. I or, know. Because um, Jojo Rabbit's fantastic. But that was in my... Was that your top 10 last year as well? Was that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jojo. Um, again, maybe... Maybe we could throw out... It feels weird because now I'm feeling like Dolomite is the le- least in that list. I'm happy with this list. It's fine. You're happy with the list? I mean, we've st- these are the real Oscars. <laughs> yeah, these are the real... Well, this is... I'm all of a sudden feeling sympathy for the Oscar voters. And I'm like, I feel terrible. I feel awful. I don't. <laughs> as long as we don't have Joker in our real list, we're good. No. Oh my God. Um, don't so don't at me. I don't like Joker. <laughs> waves. Portrait of a on Fire. Honey Boy. Parasite. Dolomite is my name. Rocket Man, The Farewell, Uncut Gems, 1917, The Panabella Falcon. How's that sound? Are you sure that was 10? Yep. 10, yep. That's a not bad list. Yeah. I'm okay with that Those list. Those are our best picture nominees, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and who, do we choose the winner or are we just going to... No. Okay. <laughs> nominations it. is hard enough. Okay. Nominations are hard enough. Okay. We're going to do one more category, and I definitely need to refill after this category because that was a lot of work. <laughs> and I feel okay. bad because Ad Astra is great. I felt like I just, the only person who actually did a real eh. I feel bad for that one. Yeah. 
Um, that was that was that was good. That was good. good. Well, I'm glad we worked that out. I can't believe I got Midsummer out of the lists. Yeah, I'm not happy about that because it's a good movie. Oh, that's it's a. I mean, everyone knows how I think about it, but but hey, both our top movie of the year didn't make it in. We're kind, unbiased people. That's that's what we are. I mean, <laughs> no one's better than us. <laughs> oh my god, I'm never invited back. What's our next? Ca- do you want to do a fun little category? Okay, this sure. is a cl- palm cleanser. Do you have anything for special effects? Special effects? No. I have three for special effects, and I'm frustrated. But I, they're not I, there. I am very frustrated. Okay. Alita: Battle Angel. Oh, okay, yeah. Not a great film, but Alita herself is an incredible mocap CGI performance. Yeah. The world is lived in. The special effects of the battles has lived in. Easily one of the best ba- battle special effects movies, in my opinion. And I would take out 1917. I reckon that was forgotten because it came out in February. I think you're right. And that yeah. sucks. Now, my it next. sucks, yeah. Yeah, but my right. next two, this is where I talk about the shortlisted thing. These next two films weren't even shortlisted, they weren't allowed to be nominated. Okay. Because they weren't on the shortlist for visual effects. Hit me. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Remember, 1917 and the goddamn cow. Like, oh, yeah, that like, cow. Look, a lot of the special that effects is... cow. A lot of the special effects is linking the clearly non-one-shot together, and I get all that, but there's a lot of bad CGI in that movie. Yeah. Whereas the CGI of Detective Pikachu... Detective Pikachu? Okay. Now, you've seen it? I have seen it, yeah. Does Pokemon feel like they live in that world? The cinematography, the color, the the overall like the scope, the overall color and scope of the world, the Pokemon feel part of it. Yeah, like none of the Pokemon, and there's like all these different types. Like there's Bulbasaur in one scene, a Mewtwo flying in the next scene, and the turtles, mm. the giant hills. There's some incredible stuff happening there, and I, I don't know if it should win or not win or anything like that. But the fact that it wasn't even shortlisted mm. shows a real bias, I think, because I think. That movie is nothing but the more the video gaming kind of oh oh, you can't give it to Pikachu yeah not the Nintendo movie that was reviewed kind of poorly but it's like it is a gorgeous movie Charizard having a fight with Jigglypuff is an incredible thing and the other one and I think it's another thing of being too long ago in the year Shazam Shazam a lot of that movie is big bold characters and there's a great horrible you've seen it I'm assuming I have seen it yeah. slight spoilers for Shazam but there's like a scene with Mark Strong early in the movie where it turns into like a body horror movie where like there's those monsters in that corporate room and they yeah. just kill yeah and I was like whoa this is and there's even blood on the glass I'm pretty yeah sure and it reminded yeah. me of like a 90s kids movie where I wasn't afraid to get a little scary yeah, yeah. and the special effects in these scenes were pretty like attention grabbing I thought it was beautiful stuff well, it was directed by David F. Sandberg who did Lights Out and um yeah, and again, I feel like that was a bit... I thought it was overlooked. Shazam. Yeah. yeah. So the two other movies I'll take out of that list is I think The Irishman shouldn't be up for special effects. Shouldn't be? It shouldn't. Like, I know it's de-aging, but at the same time, it's only de-aging. I'm yeah. not saying, like, only as if it's not work. Yeah. But, like, it didn't work 100% of the time. And even when it did, it made Al Pacino look five years younger. Like, it's not really making hills climb and Pokemon look real. Yeah. And the other one I have here is, and this is my controversial statement. This is the one that I'm going to be hated on. I think Avengers Endgame looks pretty poor. Avengers Endgame? It looks a bit rushed. That final scene, you, okay, this is how 
pity I ever read Marvel stuff. Okay. When they're running towards Thanos and they're having that big war, you could tell that some of the characters had to be slowed down hmm. so that the special effects like looks janky. Like, if you look at the big running scene, like, you see some characters slow down just so they can keep the line. Mm, right. So they're all, like, composited in pretty poorly. I don't know. It just looks... And it's all drab and brown and dark to hide the bad CGI shortcuts that they had to do. I don't know. I thought Endgame looked pretty... Pretty cutty cornies. Okay. Pretty cutty cornies. Pretty cutty cornies. That's a word you heard. Yep. <laughs> Phrase you heard. Welcome Two to words. Jay Wood, who doesn't speak English. <laughs> Um, so is that done for visual effects? Yeah, any of those, do you think, anything, do you disagree with any of them? Should we, would you? I don't mind Endgame being in there. Like, I don't don't mind it being in there. Yeah. Um. But any of the three I listed, do you think probably don't deserve to be in there? Probably. I'm happy putting Detective Pikachu in there. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll trade 1917 for Detective Pikachu. Or Irishman for Detective Pikachu. I mean, Origins of the Aging does, it does, like, you you stop paying attention to it afterwards because it doesn't look yeah. too bad. No. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm fine keeping that in there because that would have taken a lot of fucking work to do. True, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're taking that 1917, putting in Pikachu. Yeah. The entire world of old Oscar voters are turning in their non-podcast listening grows. They're not going to hire me, I'll tell you that when I get <laughs> to the industry. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to find this like 10 years later and make me apologize for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, please, no. I, I think I've, I think we've been nice and rational, Oscars. Okay, you pick Let's go back category. to a big one. Yep. Best actor. Great. Let's go back to a big one. Um, I'm going to keep Joaquin Phoenix in there. I think it's one of the best performances of last year. I agree. Um, I'm also going to pick in, I'm also going to leave in Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Um, Can we put a question mark next to Adam Driver just in case? Sure thing. I love Adam Driver. Sure thing. Alrighty. And the last three I've got are different. different. So that's why I want to put a question mark next to Adam Driver because if if I had my runner up, it actually would be Jonathan. Well, we're Price. still going to nominate five. Yeah. So yeah. But because uh, have you seen the two popes yet? No. I so. still I stand by Jonathan Price. Okay. Right. He won't win. <laughs> but. Question mark. Um, you please you first. Um, my first pick is Adam Sandler for Cut Gems. Throw him in. <laughs> Throw him in. Let's be done. I'm with sorry, it. Academy, but fuck you. He's going in there. <laughs> that is coming back. <laughs> Ten years time. Fuck you, Academy. <laughs> He's going in there. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, Cut Gems. Alright, what's yours? Um. I'm going to put in Paul Walter Hauser for, for Richard, Richard Jewell. Jewell. Okay. Uh, I think his performance is understated and overstated in equal measure. Yep. This is a guy, if you haven't seen Richard Jewell, it, was a, it looks like a Peter Griffin-esque. That sounds mean, but I'm a pretty Griffin-esque. Um, where he managed to find a, a bag that was going to be that was going to detonate because he managed to be the first one to find it. Because he saved all these people, the FBI think that maybe he planned it so he could be a hero. Mm, yeah. And it's this beautiful movie by him where, like, he can't hate the FBI no matter how much they treat him he's like just crap. He's such a likable dude. Because he's like, no, but the FBI is treating me badly, but they're still just trying to do the right thing. And mm. the mom was like, no, mm. they're trying to get you in for this. Like, yeah. stop being nice to these people. And I just think it's a beautifully 
beautiful like a movie just about wanting to do the right thing and being punished for it i think it's really good actually yeah i think apart from olivia Wilde, i think the movie's fine in terms of how it's made and everything but yeah paul to hauser is the thing that gets you into that star is, makes is a turn element that gets you into that film I for think. sure um would you put him in i would i'll I put yeah i'll put him in yeah definitely Mm, okay. Because I am actually a bit because we've, we've already talked about Ad Astra. I think I've, my dream pick for another for Brad Pitt again would be for Ad Astra. Yeah, no, I agree. With I that. think his one of his perform his performance from last year from Brad Astra was one of my favourites last year as well. I agree. But I'm happy to replace him with Paul Schwarzenegger. If you want to, because I want to, I also want to put in. Uh, well, I'll get to that pick. In a yeah, but okay. So it's between Paul and Brad. Um, look, I'm going to say this, and it'll be one of the only times I say it in the podcast. Surprise me. <laughs> Surprise your voice. I'm happy if you put either one of those two down. Remember, well, it's, it's, it's our list. It's not mine. Well, what I mean is just like, I'm so happy with either of those choices that you pick one for us, and when you read the list of five, that's when I'll find out. Okay. So pick one for me, because I don't want to pick between my two, my two kids. All right. I'll do that. Okay. Done. Without you knowing. Good. Yes. And your surprise third? Fourth. Fourth. Because Brad... Yeah, that's right, Brad. I'd yeah. said Adam Driver, my second one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy, Dolomite's my name. I love that choice. Yeah. He's not in mine, though. Yeah. yeah. But I love... Because... Uh, he is a little hammy. It's a little Eddie Murphy ham. Well, I think for a return, it's fucking fantastic. Is it like Shaft? (laughs) (laughs) That entire fighting scene, that two-minute fighting scene where it's just like, can you get another angle where it looks like he's actually hitting him? And it's just like, no angle exists. Um, One of the funniest bits. One of the funniest, yeah. And then said that white guy who plays the heavy, and he's doing that really intense scene with Eddie Murphy, and he's sitting down and goes, you know, I can throw you in. And there's that long pause. And then Eddie Murphy turns around and looks at the camera and did we get it? That looked good. That <laughs> yeah, was acting. Yeah, 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 that was acting. And I was like, oh, Eddie, I missed you. He's great. Yeah. He's really good at this movie. I think he's... Um, and you can't... Um, fucking bug on my screen. You can't fucking bug on the screen. <laughs> you can't um, discount Craig Brewer, the director. No. I think he's done a yeah. lot of great work. The Hustle and Flow, right? There's a Hustle and Flow link. Uh, not sure, actually. But I just... Sure. I don't know what, what previous work he's done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's hustled for really, really, really well. Great director, and I cannot wait to see what he does with Coming to America. What have you got as your other picks? <laughs> you look at the camera like something bad's about to happen. It's something really bad. Either you're going to be on board with this as like, wow, you're baller, or you're going to be like, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <I'm>, okay. <laughs> you impress yourself. Here we go. Zac Efron, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. <laughs> you don't so like mad. it? I don't think the movie's good. I think he's good. I look. I I, I think he's good as well, but um, I can't put him in the best acting. I had to throw it in there. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna do much nothing, of a fight. It's nothing against you, but your face was. I'm so. I'm actually I glad you filmed it. That <laughs> I don't think you'd even like that movie. I don't, but I think he's great. Once again, you gotta assess these things. I don't think Detective Pikachu is a good movie, but you gotta be fair. True. Um, and I thought I just, Zac Efron look, was very good. I would say, yeah, he's, it's a good performance. I liked it. I just don't see it. Like if it, I had to yeah. vote for it, I'd like, have my hand up. Like, as soon as you said up. Eddie Murphy, and as soon as we did our list of yeah. Paul Walter and Brad, there's no room for him. Yeah. Okay, you have one more. 
I don't. That's it. I have because one more. my my other one was Adam Driver. I have one more that you could just throw in my face immediately. This one, I this is you know why I've put this in. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet for Little Women. <laughs> for best actor. What, what, do you think he's actor or support? What do you mean? Wouldn't he be support? Let's just assume support. Okay. I don't think he would be an actor. I think he's. He's the male support. lead. Uh, I don't know. I would. I don't know. I can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, I and you know what? I don't know why I would put him, but if he if he was an actor, would you put him in? If he was main actor. Yeah. Probably okay, not. No, Probably no, not. No. No. Okay, so here I we go. I love Timmy Chalamet. Love him. Love Timmy Chalamet. But not in that no, movie. Not in this movie. No. See, I'm the opposite. I, I don't I like him in any I think he's great else. in the movie, but I just, again, when it comes down to best acting category, no. I just. Yeah. You know who's what he's not good in? Hot Summer Nights. Yes. That movie sucks. That is one of A24's duds. That is. Opinion. That is not. And I like yeah. Timmy Chalamet, and I like Michael Monroe, but that. Movie's not good. I would rather watch Miss Stevens twice, and that movie sucks as well. <laughs> one thing, the only one redeeming quality I think about Hot Summer Nights is some of the editing. I like some of the editing, and the cinematography looks really yeah, nice as well. I agree. But not for Tim. So, um, what's our actor list? I'm gonna because okay, we have we need one more slot because I've put in Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. Oh, we I can I can slide in Jonathan Price. I can do it. Oh, okay, great, great. Can we can we slide it, Adam Driver though? Oh, so it has to be Driver or Price? No, no, no. We can put both in. Yeah, good, don't know. Okay, let's, let's do that. Because I can't say anything about Two Popes because I haven't seen it. So I'll be Do- talking more about Two Popes seem, soon. Doesn't seem fair to me to just just yeah, yeah, discount no, no, no. someone. But no, um, uh, if we can put Driver in, we can put Price in. We're good. So we got Joaquin Phoenix, Adam Driver, Adam Sandler. Paul Walter Hauser and Jonathan Price. Yes, I'm. I think it's a solid, solid list. Sorry, Excellent. Leo. Sorry, Antonio. We got that done. In the bin. In the bin. Um. Okay. Do you want to keep in the acting categories, or do you want to move away from that? I'll jump into another weird one again. Because right. I feel like that spaces it out. People won't get bored of the actors and then not listen to me stay dumb once. Yeah. Very quick one. Animated film. Okay, you talk about that because I'm going to here. Can I stand on my soapbox? Here we go. A few years ago. <laughs> four this score. A, this is how a great story starts. Four score and four to no, no. Um, A few years ago, the Academy made a choice which made Twitter blow up. They believed the wrong choice was the biggest snub in Oscar animated feature history. What's and that? they did it again. Lego Movie, the second <laughs> part, too, yeah. deserved love the first time. And I will argue the second one, while not being as fresh, is just as hard. Yeah, I really enjoyed the second one as well. I wish it was my whole family. That day. Why it's snubbed a second time mm. after the backlash? The backlash? <laughs> that was an unfortunate backlash. I don't like that term. <laughs> Why don't we just... Uh, move on? <laughs> no. Okay, keep going. The unfortunate backlash from the first one I really thought the second one would get its time. Hmm. But no, nothing. It was disappeared from the people's subconscious, deleted from their memories, which is a shame because it replaces the father-son dynamic with a new one. And it's just beautiful, I reckon. Yeah. I thought the, the storyline beats of like the, who the evil character was and what actually is evil, all that kind of stuff, beautiful. Yeah. Still keeping a childlike charm. I'm so furious that 
Lego Movie has been looked over again. Yeah, yeah. And it was over looked over by audiences as well. It flopped. I can't I can't believe the first one wasn't um even nominated. I know. It was nominated for Best Original Song. Best song, yeah, which is everything is awesome. Yeah, so. and would you nominate for catchy song? No, it's not I Would you nominate it for catchy song though? Would you put catchy song? I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> I okay. may or may not. Because I haven't done song here either. So have you done song? I'll just say it now. Catchy song was the only one. It was the only one I had. I felt like I deserved it. Um, yeah. I did. Catchy song is not as good as everything is awesome. Yeah. But it was because catchy song in is an annoying song. Yeah. yeah. But if you know the context of the song, yeah, it's actually really brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And the lyrics are really like intertwined with that. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's the joint. And we can go into original song as a concept now, but I get really frustrated with original song being like what the best ballad is. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if you've heard, have you heard all five songs? Um, I haven't heard Harriet's song. It's not. Okay. And the breakthrough. What's the Cynthia Erivo. Um, apologies for her last name. Cynthia Erivo. Erivo. It is Erivo. Yeah. Okay. She is a fantastic actress. I loved her in um, Bad Times. The old, Bad Times are real, yeah. And I actually really am liking her in The Outsider from a couple episodes in. She's doing something very different, is which is really cool. Yeah. She's a great actress. I don't think Harriet's a good vehicle. I don't think it's a really good movie. It's a great piece of history, but not a great movie. And the song is so... Like, I just moved on from it. Yeah. But I didn't notice. Do you know if Cynthia wins an Oscar next week? She's the youngest person to be an EGOT winner. Really? And the fastest to be an EGOT winner as well. Well, I don't think she is going to win the Oscar, but... I don't think she'll win lead actress, but it could be a shock in the original song category. No, I think... Well, she's not been nominated for lead actress. She's not, is she? Is yeah, she? yeah. She's nominated for lead actress and for best original song. Oh, okay. Oh, let me get the nominations quickly. So all I'm saying is that I, I, that could happen, but catchy song probably deserved it there more than breakthrough. The whale movie starring some of the cast members from This Is Us. I have not. I watched seen that 15 movie. minutes of it on Foxtel a couple of days ago, and mm. I went, I don't need to see all the movies, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I sat through Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, but I went. I'm pushing it now. I'm yeah. pushing it. Did that get nominated for best visual effects? Makeup. Makeup, okay. Which, you know, it was bad. It was bad. Um, but there's how animated. Um, oh, editing yeah, point. Yeah, okay, all right. So, that was original song, right? Yeah. Okay, we're talking about original song. I My pick would, I'd slide in Glasgow from Wild Rose. Oh, yeah. 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 I finally watched that the other night. Yeah. Did not understand a word they said. <laughs> <laughs> Saw your glowing letterbox review on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, um, I have a bad thing with accents. My friends call me accent deaf. If okay. I see a play where people are like doing thick accents, even if it's American, yeah. I might not understand it. Oh, okay, I just I'm seem to be accent deaf. As soon as someone starts talking, they have an accent. Whoop. Yeah, which is annoying because people listen to me and I'm barely talking English. Um, but no, um, I'm gonna have a top up. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's me offer drinks on a live video feed? Well, talking about that, we lost feed like probably fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good editing point, then. I just realised that, like, yeah, that it was, like didn't have the light on the camera, so it's it's not. Pass yeah, we've lost energy. Oh, oh, there we go. I don't know how I'm going to pass the drink over to you. You might have to get up for that. Oh, I might have to get up from the chair. And then we might have to get into the cans after this. Oh, isn't that sweet, sweet foley? 
it's a Seneca? Fuck it. What are oh, you doing? What are you doing over there? That mate? was dumb. That was dumb. What'd you do? Because I thought it was only a little left. You give me you give me a lot, did you? No, I give you like a normal two shots amount. But I thought there was only like one more shot left in there, so I thought I'd had three, but it's like half the glass. Um, have fun with that. Have fun with that, amigo. This is, this is the world we live in. I did this to myself. I'm on a swish. Are you still recording? We're going to take a little... I'm not even talking to the video anymore. I'm just going to do a little swish. Yeah. And then I'm going to fix the cup up, but I might just get a little quick jump for the second half. Wait, are you getting a switch or a swish? <laughs> I'm going to bring my switch out of you. <laughs> What I mean is that this is clearly too much to put it in my coke, so I'm gonna skull half of it, like do a shot. Oh, okay. And then I'm gonna fill the glass. Yes. Sorry. This is gonna suck. The wine. I just, I just continue pouring. I was like, what am I doing? I'm for the microphone. I lived a life. <laughs> oh. It's strong oh, yeah. for you. That's good. <laughs> Says the guy who's clearly wincing in pain. Ah, uh, not wincing. That's good. Nice. Gotta love a bit of CC. Oh, man. Gotta love a bit of There's CC. Five shots worth in there. <laughs> you're right. You look like you're in a lot of pain. I took a big gulp and I was like, two shots worth. I looked at my glass and I was like, I feel like Dumbledore at the end of six where he just keeps scooping the water. He's like, I can't take it oh. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop you. You got to keep going. What's going on here? Oh, okay. I know what's going on here. Okay. Well, that's a that's a problem for next time. I'll fix that up next time. That's a problem for next time. I'll fix that up next time. Have you been recording all of that? Um. Oh yeah, we're still on. <laughs> This is a podcast. I don't cut for shit. Oh, you're going to see me struggling for pain. You're going to put that Harry. Harry! Yeah, it's still in there. Fuck yes. Thank you. I don't edit stuff like that out. This is a real, oh this is real shit, mate. I'm in pain. Okay. We said we weren't going to make a long podcast. So we might need to... <laughs> this is what they are, Brad. Um, okay. So I love it. Let's go to something... Big. Interesting. Oh. Oh, not interesting. <laughs> let's get out of the... <laughs> Let's get out this of the acting like category. My new favorite thing to do is just like, what's you go? Ah! Let's um, let's get out of the acting categories and go to something more. I don't know. You said fun before, right? What did you say? Yeah, well, I did fun. And then animated and like um, song. Oh, yeah, animated and song. Well, so I feel stay. like if we do the major five categories up front, let's stay in the music. Let's do yeah. school. Yeah, great. How many do you have for this? I have five. Like. Whoa! Because I'm trying to go by the Oscar again. I'm trying to go the Oscar categories and trying. Because did you look at the short lists? Mm. Did you? I did not. Because I, I I'm gonna bring up the. We short can talk about. We can yeah. talk about this. Yeah. I'm gonna bring up the short list just for us. We can talk about it. Only because I looked at the short lists and there were some that I wanted to put in that weren't on there. So I will I will do the sound for the Academy. <laughs> okay. Right. But um. I think can I say mine because I've only got. Can one. we just say the one that's definitely going to be on both our lists? If you are you confident about this, yeah. Well, like I well, actually, I don't know about your list, but it's because I've only got one. 
it's going to win the Oscar, and it's Hilda's score for Joker. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. I thought you meant for like ones that we came up with. No, 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 no. no. no Hilda's score we for can sure. Put Hilda down. I've only got yeah, I've only got one alternative choice. Yeah. All right. So what's what's your so, first alternative choice? I've only got the one choice. One. One choice. Do you, do you share everything in common? Yeah, the rest I'm like I wouldn't take them any out. I've only got one other movie I would put in. Okay. Us. Yep, that's my number two. Michael Labels. I'd love that. Michael Labels. I'd love that one. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's going to be iconic. I think it's going to be an iconic score. Yeah. That's it. That is all I've got. So I can only poo-poo your choices, even though I have no reason to. Um. Okay. <clears throat> so. Okay. Um. My number three mm-hmm. is because I could easily just choose my number one favorite for movies in last year because mm-hmm. everything about that movie is great. Um, but I went with Mark Coven for the Lighthouse. I think his I that was my third favorite score. I think from last year. Great score. I mean, these don't even mean to go in ascending order, but I made a list for last year. I put it on my Instagram that with all my scores in, in order. Because the next one is Bobby Krillick from Midsummer. Okay, from so you got Fire. both Lighthouse and Midsummer, three and four. Yeah. Which one of them do you think are in the shortlist? Uh, Mark Coven. Neither. None of them. Neither of them. Wow. That's what I thought. Because I'm going to be. No going to be on my list. How is Mark Coven? Yep. Not in there. <laughs> no, no. And your final one? Uh, Daniel Lepartin for Uncut Gems. No, really. It's not there. That's why Us is the only one I had. Here's the list of movies that have made the short lists. Get just for fucked. argument's sake. How would you not how could you not put that score as in my, is it is It's incredible. Insane. It's incessant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you I didn't like the score when I first saw it, and then for the next oh. two days I just remembered that movie because of the score. Yeah, exactly. Um Avengers Endgame, Bombshell, The Farewell, Ford v. Ferrari, Frozen uh, Two, Jojo Rabbit, the Farewell Joker, The King. Little Women, Marriage Story, Motherless Brooklyn. What is? If you didn't know what just happened, there, me and Carl just pulled like a. We just drank three shots of bourbon in one go. That was the uh, Edward Norton drink. <laughs> Nineteen Seventeen, Pain and Glory, Star Wars, and Us. I will look. I love John Williams. Most, I should be in there, man. Most decorated Oscar nominee of all time. Yeah. Star Wars should be taken out and put in with us. Definitely. Us. Us. If we were gonna do like a like, if I just take one of them out of there, um, you got five on it. Yeah, well, just even get all of it. The anthem at the beginning of the film. What is it like? The weird like, the I think so. Why did us get forgotten completely? It's like. There's a great joke. I'm sorry to digress here, but there's a great joke when Conan O'Brien hosted the Emmys. Yeah. And he has to make it to the Emmy ceremony and he goes through all the TV shows at a time. Yeah. And yeah, he sees yeah. a fat guy from Lost. And he goes, Oh man, where's the Emmys? He goes, I'll go this way. And he goes, Are you going to come with me? And he goes, Oh, we weren't nominated. And he's like, What? You won everything last year. Why aren't you not? And that's how I feel about Jordan Peele. Like, yeah. how is he not up for us? And I look, us is not as genre defining or as, as much as of a breakout, but it is a great movie. Yeah, it's still a great movie. I can't wait to watch it again. I've only seen it once. I'm so keen yeah. for a second watch. But the the star of the film is Michael Labels' score. Like it's yeah. I mean, and Lupita Nyong'o as well. I think she's great in it as well. 
<laughs> don't even try. <laughs> it's an incredible offense. We are not good as you as Lapita. Yeah, no. Lapita, you are a saint. Respect. Um, okay, so okay, what do you want to do next? So, Let's do, jump into an actor and then we'll move away from an actor again. Well, what's we haven't even done our five. Oh, yeah, what's our five? So do you... Okay, let's have, I a, look took at, let's have a look at the originals. Yeah. Little Women Alexandra Park. Do you want to keep that in? Yes. I yep. know it wasn't for you, but I think the music in Little Women is so... I've, I've, it's the only score from last year I've downloaded on Spotify. Okay. I listen to that to feel good. Okay. I think it's an incredible score. Well, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Alexander Despite, so... Why is he hasn't... Has he won an Oscar yet? I don't think so. Did he win for Shape of Water? Why does Shape of Water keep coming back into my life? Because it's a good movie. Uh, I, that was Little Women. Okay, Little Women's number three. Little Women's number three. Okay, four. So, do you want to keep and Randy Newman from Marriage Story? Because I don't. No, cut no. him out. I'm a so. Do you want to keep in Thomas Newman for 1917? Uh, are, are we only adding in us? Then we only have to cut one out. Or are you wanting to put Lighthouse in? I want to put. I want to put an uncut gems. I want to put Daniel. Yeah, in. yeah. Put uncut gems. In. I like, would I'm rather not... John Williams cut out than anyone else. If so in, yeah, we've have. So we just took Star Wars out. Yeah. So, um. Okay, so that's right. Um. Right. So we have four. We're missing a fourth spot. So we can put Thomas Newman in for 1917, or we could do another double and put Mark in for a lighthouse. Look, truth is, I reckon Thomas Newman 1917 score really picks up in the second half, and I think it's beautiful stuff. Okay, right. I think it's worth. I think it's worth keeping back in. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you're gonna put it back in. This is our five. Okay, here we go. Hilda, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that last name because <laughs> I do not want to butcher it. Joker. Great. Michael labels for us. Great. Alexander Desplat for A Little Women, Thomas Newman for 1917, and uh, Daniel Parsons for Uncle That's our score. Man, I will say, you've been very kind to my choices. I feel like I've been very harsh well, to yours. We're doing this together. I know, but I, mean, like, I feel like whatever... I want to listen back to this podcast and hate myself. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Best actress. You want to jump... Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we haven't done an actor for a while. Um, um, or do you want to do? No, we'll do best actress. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do supporting together. Yeah, okay, we'll do best actress. So, um, I think I'm gonna, if I may, I will start off on one we both have. Sure. I'm I'm putting money down, and we both have this one. The fact that Florence Pugh yeah. is not up for Midsummer is a is fucking crime. It's bogus. <laughs> it's like she's amazing oh at Little God. Women. Yeah. She steals Little Women. From everyone in that film, but so can we put Florence Pugh? Yeah, yeah. Florence Pugh is number one in our lists. D- yeah, definitely. Because in a normal Hands world, down. in a normal world, she'll be winning. Yeah, she would have won everything. Yeah, her. exactly. Renee Zellweger is the reason to watch Judy. Okay, I've got to put her in. You're going to leave her in there. You have to leave her in. Okay, she is the reason to watch it. She is great. All right. Like when you, if you, if you see the movie again, I haven't seen it. So if you see the movie, you, at the end of the movie, you'll shake your head and go, well, look, I'm not mad anymore. Mm. But the fact that Florence is not even nominated, yeah. it's not just a travesty, but it's a f- absolute pig-headed decision. 
Not a fan. Yeah. It's, it's because, like, they've got some sort of bias against horror films, I think. Like, they're gonna, they're gonna, no, they're going to get out of it. Uh, yeah, but, like, they have a bias. Midsummer's saying nothing about, like, I don't know, the social system. I've got to be honest. Oscars are very mainstream. Yeah. When was the last time Oscars pushed a movie that no one had seen? I can't think of it. That's what I mean. Like, the Oscars... I mean, yeah, like, that's the thing. If you're They're playing all... the game, like, the last time I remember the Oscars really, like, shunning a little indie that could was Birth of the Nation, and that's because of a whole bunch of different reasons. Mm. Um, but that movie was on the up and up, and then last second... Was gone. That was the most expensive movie, Purchase of Sundance. Until and then Springs beat that by sixty nine. Which is the cutest thing. <laughs> but anyway, you um, want to do your next big pick? Because you got those two locked in. I, I honestly, hundred percent, hands down, think Aquafina should be nominated for the farewell. I don't even have that on my list. I don't know why. See, the fact that she is not here is a. Is an another crime. Yeah. Not a, a probably lesser crime than Florence Pugh, but she was one of my my favorite performances last year, and she is just she just proved that she's not a side character, not a not a comedic. Um, just for a bit of fun. Yeah. What was the scene in Farewell that made you think that Aquafina deserved the Oscar? Oh, it's, it's quite a few. Pick one. <laughs> Um, you've got the scene uh, again. I've only seen the farewell once. I have to see it again. But that's that, that, that's how substantial that film is. It's stayed on my mind. I can't stop. It. All year, it's yeah. stayed on my mind. Um, I would see movies that were ten out of ten and be like, "But the farewell, man." I would even go as far as to say the final shot of the movie at the car window. <laughs> Slow that's what I wanted. There's two scenes. That scene. Yeah. In the scene when she's walking with, I think it's her father or uncle. Yeah. And she says, street, and she says, she says the Asian word, and we get the subtitle, uh. and then she says it again, same monotone, yeah. subtitle. Sub- then the third time, no subtitle. No subtitle. Yeah. The way that movie treated subtitles and treated its audience it was so good, so genius. It was, it was just. Oh, I'm oh. so frustrated by Lulu Rain. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh. I'm sure she'll be coming up later. Yeah, I'm because sure she'll, she'll be I'm sure she was do a Marvel movie like uh, Chow. What's her last name? Chloe Zhao. Um, oh man, she's doing Eternals. I know, but she did the writer. Let her make more original stuff. Mm, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, okay, so that was your pick, my one. Yeah, you go. Do you have any? That's is it? Just Renee that you have? No, I have common with the Academy. Uh yeah, that's the only one I have common. Okay. Um. My next pick is, I think it's an absolute joke that Peter Nyong'o Nyong'o from us wasn't... Stop. Wasn't that incredible? (laughs) Yeah. She's my number five. She's great. She's my number five. Uh, If you haven't seen us yet, please take the time because Lupita, who's already an Oscar winner, has it's strange because Lupita has had a great career from that Oscar. She's one of the only actresses to survive an Oscar win because the you know about the Oscar women curse. Uh, no. Women who women who win best supporting and best actress tend to be cursed, and they're not really in good movies from then on. Weird. Okay. Like Anne Hathaway. Think of the last great movie she was in. She wasn't too bad in Dark Waters. She she's in Dark Waters. She, she's yeah. She's she plays the husband. Um, the husband. The wife. Is uh, she in it much? Or plays, I'm gonna watch it now. Again, because. Right, 
it's Dark Waters is a difficult difficult one to talk about because it takes place primarily in the U.S. and it's about like that problem in yeah. the U.S. So, but we are actually going through quite a disaster here in Australia at the moment. And so it's the same I think kind the, of, yeah. the fact that I watched that movie was mad at corporate. Um, Will you talk about Dark Waters on a podcast? I haven't talked about it yet, no. No, but I think um, so. I should watch it. Should we watch it? <laughs> I say, looking at the camera, that is broken. <laughs> that is uh, not working. <laughs> uh, no, it's not broken. It's just fucked up. Yeah, um, yeah I think you should still watch it. I won't. Okay. Because it'll make you. I don't know. It just made me frustrated. Because I saw angry. two movies around halfway this year, and I was Serenity and, and the Hustle. hustle. <laughs> so I'm just like, there's an Oscar curse. But and we Lupita, all know what happened with Serenity. <laughs> yeah, but I do think that Lupita has managed to carve out a niche of... Like, I didn't see Little Monsters, but I heard that was fine. I did, yeah. It was a fine? It was good, yeah, it was good fun. I have some friends I who were in it. it. I have some friends who were in it. Really? It was filmed in Sydney. Oh, okay, cool. Did you know it was filmed in Sydney? Did not. Oh, well. I know that the Abe Forsyth is the director and the other of it. He's great. Yeah. So, next pick for you. Um, my next pick is um, in common with the Academy, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Like, I, I did Scarlett Johansson and Adam because I, I just... Yeah, look, they've come yeah. past and parcel because that scene with the two of them fighting. Yeah. Me and Kyle went to see Marriage Story in Sydney. I think we might have said it sure in the last did. podcast. But it was like a... It was something else. We were shell-shocked after it shot me. Yeah. We were shell-shocked. Yeah, it was. It hit me. It hit, hit me with a ton of bricks. Yeah, and it's just like it's been a rough movie since then. Okay, ha- I have two more, and you we've go. got how many more do we have left? We we have one more slot left. So but, this is we're gonna have to. I know what I know. One of them I could fight, and I. I'm not gonna fight this one. I just want to say it. Okay. I just want to say it, but you go first. Elizabeth Moss, her smell. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was coming. I think she's incredible. Um, and Elizabeth Moss is this weird thing where she's she's in everything at the moment. Yeah. And yet she's always great. And her smell is her best performance and not enough people saw it. Best performance? Um, Are you going to go see Invisible, The Invisible Man? We'll talk about that after the podcast because I may have something for to talk about. Yeah. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Anyway, um, yeah, so I really want to see um, Elizabeth um, Moss. So do you just want to like... What's your other pick for? Okay, because I put this in, and I know. Just put her down and just say, "Watch her smell." If you think her performance is great, do you have another one? Because I want to see yours first. And I'll I put... do, but I just, I just want to say it because not enough people have seen this movie, and I talked about it last week. And it's Josie Buckley for Wild Rose. I okay. think she's amazing. I did there. I like you too, Jesse Buckley. What are you accent deaf? I am a totally accent deaf, and that was so offensive. Okay, um, no, um, I love you, Jesse Buckley. I'm sorry, but she is incredible in that movie, and she, I, I can't wait to see what she does in Fargo season four because and she's in Fargo season four. She was fantastic in Doolittle as well. <laughs> what is she in Doolittle? She's in Doolittle. Oh, she's no. co- she's in a coma for most of the movie. Oh, it's no. amazing. I have one more. I don't see Wild Rose. Please, fuck. I will, see okay, it. I'm going to take it. Elizabeth Moss. See Wild Rose? Question mark? Because I reckon I can convince you. I reckon I can convince you of this random ass choice because okay. let's let's remember this is our lists, and we know that the Oscars don't like mainstream stuff. They're like too mainstream for the common audience. They like mainstream Oscar prestige. Tony Collette, yeah. So I'm thinking Adam Sandler here. Like this is more of a comedy choice. Mm. 
Comedy, cho- comedy choice. Okay. Yeah, here we go. I'm really excited about it, so I think it might actually be swayed. Okay. Jessica Rowe for Happy Death Day to You. Oh. She plays sad, scared, hilarious, fun, exuberant, intelligent, aware. She has a gamut. She, she's, Tree is usually the best part of the films, anyway. It's such a weird film because the first one's Groundhog Day. The second one is, I won't say which one it is because it's in the, the marketing kind of teases something else. I mean, it's been it, out long enough. I'm sure we can say it. It's a bit more Back, Back to the, the Future. future. Yeah. And it's such an intriguing premise. And Jessica sells it because she plays... She still knows how... She knows what to play the scene at each moment. Yeah. And um, I've, I've been... Because I fell in love with her. And this seems weird, but I fell in love with her from her little cameo in La La Land. Oh, really? When she plays one of... Um... One of Emma um, Stone's housemates. Yeah, Mia's... Mia I think she's... Yeah. I, I think Happy Death Day should have made her big. And so... In the interest of this podcast, and the interest of Jessica Rowe fans across the world, yeah, if we put her on this list, people will notice her. <laughs> if we put her on yeah. the KC at the podcast <laughs> Oscar Best Actress list, KC at the movies, mate. So KC at the movies podcast, we could get people to check her out. To watch Happy Death Day, both Happy Death Day films. Both Happy Death Days. We're friends with a couple of brewskis. Drink responsibly. <laughs> will you will you join me, Kyle, in giving Jessica Roth a spot on our hypothetical Oscar list? Um I'm actually gonna come at you with another one. Okay. But I'm I'm gonna keep her in mind because I do like this. If you yeah. if you give me the other one, I'll I'll say yes or no. This is okay, this is gonna be <laughs> Please. I just gave you happy death day to you. You have nothing to be ashamed about. Okay. This is this is gonna be a uh a dividing one. Um but I know a few other people share this opinion as well. I'm gonna get I would like to give it to Charlie Theron but not for bombshell for long shot sorry Jessica you're out Jessica you're out put Charlie's in there because guess what buddy I have that in italics here for Kyle would not accept this I have that in italics italics no way I need to see that after the podcast yeah yeah Says um, Kyle will not accept. I mean, we'll, okay, let's highlight Elizabeth Moss for her smell. See that movie if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Um, I'm gonna still get to watch it, so I'll still watch yep. it. Because I've seen both Happy Death Days. Uh, they're they're very funny. They're, they're very, a good time. They're good. They're good. Good time. Jessica Roth is the yep. best part of those movies. She's fantastic in those. But not enough people are talking about Long Shot, and it's hurt me. It is. is. It was great. Underrated comedy. It is underrated. Year. One hundred percent underrated. Um, it was. It's it, but even as a comedy as well, because that's a film. I think yeah. Jonathan Levine is really coming into his own. I think as a filmmaker, it's weird because Jonathan Levine's first major film, Fifty Fifty, mm. is one of my favorite comedies it's of the last second. Yeah, I think great, I talked yeah. about it. At, we have, yeah, yeah I, I talked about it on the last podcast that I was on, and he did Warm Bodies after that, and he kind of like did some weird movies, but they yeah, had Long Shot. Yeah, Long Shot was a long shot. I think it's, and I think the script is great too. Because originally I was going to say, um, if we're going to get rid of Charlie's Ferron, put Charlie's Ferron 
back in back for Long Show. Uh, for, uh, I can't show, believe sorry, this. What about that, eh? <laughs> I can't believe this. I honestly thought I would be eh, so loudly for that. What a great choice. Yeah. So that's our five. Yeah. Florence Pugh for Midsummer, Renee Zellweger for Judy, Lupita Nyong'o for Us, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, and Charlie's there for Long Shot. Sorry, Oscars. We got this one right. <laughs> we have this on the money. And guess what? That, read the list again. Scarlett, Florence, Florence Pugh, Renee Lupita. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. You're saying it. Okay. No. Yeah. That's our five. Yeah, should we... Is there any one of those, that, that category there? Because I like, yeah, no. Uh, I'd probably replace, mm, uh, I mean, Bombs, yeah, Charlie Theron, Bombshell, no. For, yeah. Sure, Sharon's fine and Little Women. But it's not as good as Florence. Do you no. know my favourite scene? Florence Pugh still is that movie. She Florence that movie. Pugh's favourite scene, because uh, for, the, for the record, I have seen Little Women four times at the cinema. I yeah, have he a... He loves Little Women, guys. He loves Little Women. Okay, can we not put that out into the ether? Um... There's a scene where Florence Pugh is masking, making uh, a version of her foot in a bucket. Oh. <laughs> and Florence Pugh steals the scene from the entire movie. And I'm going to make a cast of my foot so that he can remember how beautiful my feet are. Yeah. And it's just that Florence is playing 12 years old and 22 like no one's business. Really well. It's gorgeous. Um, supporting. Do you want to go supporting or do you want to go... Let's go to one of the normal categories and come back to actors. Okay. Let's... What do you want to do? You, go, you choose one. Um, documentary. All right. I don't have any for documentary. This so is where... Let's, let's, uh, let's let you take the reins. Yeah. Down. Thank you. Um, oh, I said that. So like, <laughs> thank yeah, you, Kai. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm never coming back. Get fucking time. <laughs> just so we're all aware, if you listen to the other podcast, I wasn't drinking. I clearly <laughs> drank for this one. There's three documentaries that were not put up for best documentary this year and I'm angry okay number one Apollo 11 oh yes have you seen Apollo 11 I have not but so Apollo I've, 11 I heard it was a, it's a big hit at fucking yeah um, 90 minutes long um you know when you see documentaries and they do the talking heads and they really add to the experience Apollo 11 tells the story of Apollo 11 with no, no talking, talking heads, heads. Yeah, yeah. it's purely it's all footage yeah. it's all found footage yeah, yeah. From when they do the launch to when they land. Yeah. I couldn't... Like, that is the most impressive thing, is that they found enough that you can follow the entire... It's like watching First Man if it was nothing but found footage. Yeah. And I think it's an incredible achievement of documentarian filmmaking. And it is the definition of documentary filmmaking, which is that this is the documents. Yeah. It's an amazing film. Two... I'm definitely give that a watch. Give it a watch. It's like it's not fun. Like it's not, like it's like a good watch. Yeah. But it's not like a. No one says in the corner like, "We were thought that we we're gonna die." It, it really is just an account. Well, apparently, it, it feels like the because beautiful day. Um. Yeah, beautiful day in the neighborhood. No, sorry. Uh, won't you be my neighbor? Was snubbed last year for best. One of the and did you see "Won't You Be My Neighbor"? I did. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. It's yeah. beautiful and it's much better. Than the film that ins- that came from it. Well, yeah. even though the, apparently the script, did you notice? A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood was a script that existed 10 years ago. Did not know that. Yeah, and they've been waiting years to make it happen. It's been a long gestating piece. Number two, we're going to differ on this because I remember our McDonald's conversation where we differ- disagreed badly. Okay. Leaving Neverland. Okay. All right. You go first. Me. I don't know what to say. 
<laughs> I got nothing for documentary, so... Did you watch it? Leaving Neverland, though? I watched the first part and didn't watch the second part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got really not good. I, can't, I can't really say Yeah, much. I watched half an hour of Godfather and didn't think it was that good, so I stopped. No, no. Leaving Neverland, I have this terrible opinion, and this will be on the record. I think there's those that believe in the account of Leaving Neverland right. and those who haven't watched the documentary. I like how you still looked at the camera like it was still rolling. I still think it is. <laughs> there's a camera pointed at me, Kyle, please. There's, it feels uncomfortable. No, um, Living Neverland is an important, powerful document in terms of two people unleashing their lives with a famous celebrity. And whether you agree or disagree with what they've done, like they know the personal toll that this lie, if it is a lie, yeah. or this truth... Will yep. inflict on them, and there's a part in the second half. I'm not saying that the first half is not good and you should have stayed around. But the second half, it talks about how they told their family, and how their family responded, and that that hit me in a way that I can't explain. Right. Um, and uh, it's weird because if it's a lie, it's one of the most ingeniously crafted lies on this planet. I'm not willing to say if it's true 100% or not, but I'm not willing to dismiss it because it's it, something something has gone wrong in this relationship. I don't know if it's a sexual way, but something has gone wrong with Michael Jackson and these children to make them feel this anger. And this documentary just leaves it to us. I think it's a beautiful documentary. Four and a half hours. I remember crying all the way through the second half, but it's a beautiful piece. The fact that it's not up is a bit ridiculous to me because it was the biggest film mm. documentary talked about. It. So it feels weird. It feels weird that it's not up. Considering that the eight hour long OJ Simpson documentary. Remember that? The OJ Simpson documentary. Of, was it six hours long? Uh, not too sure. I don't know. But yeah, there was an OJ Simpson at one. Even though it was an ESPN made-for TV series, anyway. Finally, I love you now. Die, the Commonwealth versus Michelle Carter. You've lost me. Really, you never heard I, of this one? No. <laughs> so, real quickly, Michelle Carter was a woman, a young girl, who uh, had this relationship with this boyfriend who was going through severe depression, severe depression, and she was texting him like, "Oh, you know, I wish I was there for you. I wish I was there." And he, he lived about three hours away, maybe a bit longer. I'm mapping in my facts wrong. It's been a while. Yeah. But Michelle Carter was texting him, "Oh, you know, you're gonna be okay, or you're gonna be okay." And then all of a sudden, she realized that how powerful would this be for her? Because she, she, none of her friends really liked her that much. But how good would this be? if everyone started pitying her. So she starts texting this dude, if you really need to leave this planet, leave this planet. And she texts this dude to gas himself in his car and kill himself. He even texts her, I just got out of the car, I can't breathe in there, I don't want to do this. And she tells him to go back in. What the fuck? Yeah, so this Michelle Carter is just like, Go back in there. You're going to be so much happier when you die. And so he goes back in there and he does it. Apologies for the trigger. But like, then she starts organizing benefits for suicide awareness by inviting teams to come to her town. Not his town, but she invites 
his family over to her town so she can have photo ops and like everyone feels sorry for me and I I've gone through this terrible breakup because my boyfriend committed suicide and she just gets all her friends to go hey when are we gonna hang out remember my friend committed suicide my boyfriend committed suicide hang out with me and it's all about this court case of is she like is she allowed to be up for manslaughter Is and no, how deep is that? Because it's like he didn't, she didn't do get back in the car, car and slam the door. Mm. But she kind of coerced him. She coerced him. Yeah, not so, kind of coerced him into it. Yeah. So like, so it's all about that court case, and all the way through it, I was just like, <sighs> this is like one of the most incredibly depressing but beautifully made documentaries of my time, because they show you inside the court. And how Michelle goes, I don't think I can be blamed for this. I think it just puts something on my watch list. <laughs> it's incredible. It's an wow. incredible documentary. That's, that's something. The only reason why I think Leaving Neverland and I Love You Now Die are not in documentary is that even though they were played in cinemas much like OJ, they became HBO films. Oh, okay. But they were played in like some... Because this is where it gets nervous. Because like ESPN made the OJ documentary, but they played in the cinema for one week. These two documentaries played in cinemas. Yeah. So, I don't know, but they're incredible documentaries, and I Love You Now Die is a traumatic watch. And I think you'll be very interested to see what the result of the court case is. Okay. I mean. But yeah, I can't believe I haven't heard of it. That's such an intense movie. I've never heard of it, no. I've, I could see the white leave your eyes when I described that movie. I was like sitting there speechless. If yeah. If the camera was still on, it'd be like... <laughs> It would be it like would half the catch. movie was paused. <laughs> after like cap- yeah, exactly. They think like the, it was like a freeze frame or something. <laughs> yeah, so to me, that was my favorite documentary I saw of the year. Okay. And I would get rid of uh, The Cave because I didn't reveal t- review too well. Mm-hmm. I'll get rid of... Um, Age of Democracy? Yes, for the same reason. And the other documentary that I did see... Um, I tried to watch Fosama and American Factory, and I got half an hour into both of them. I should watch them more. I can't judge them both. Yeah. But I didn't think either of them had a candle to Honeyland, which groped me immediately. But um, I'll give Gro- it a wolf. Groped you? Grabbed me. Groped oh, me. Right. Like yeah. groped. Isn't like yeah. groped. Okay. Um, but yeah, I will get rid of pretty much everything but Honeyland and replace them with those three. Okay. But anyway. Thank you for letting me have my yeah, moment. There you go. Jay had documentaries. Yeah, I liked my documentaries this year. I watched a lot more than I ever have before. I have like seven other movies, but like they weren't documentary best of ever. So, do you want to dive back into the acting category? Please. Let's do it. Hey, do I. Um, best supporting actor. Have we both got Brad Pitt for Lost in Time in Hollywood? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And we both know that I don't like that movie. <laughs> but Brad Pitt is the best part. Yeah. Uh, I'll just do once. Okay, so number two, and I have four more. <laughs> I've got four more as well. Fingers crossed. We and have they're the all same. different, and they're all different. The biggest snub of all of the whole Oscars is Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. I don't have him. <laughs> <laughs> Get fucked! Come on, you funny me lobster. <laughs> come on, man. I look. Willem Dafoe in the Lighthouse is is just is something else. It's 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 alien. I deleted it's it this That's morning. It I deleted it this morning because I forgot someone. 
I, I didn't want to have a whole list, so I had to take one off. And to be honest... Can we please put him in? Yes, put him in. Put him okay. in. I'm not going to fight you on this, because The Lighthouse is an incredible feat. His performance in that movie is just... Fuck, man. Yeah, and he's a great director, and I I love The Witch. I think The Witch is better than The Lighthouse. I don't know if you know this oh, good. Oh, okay. But I think both I films are incredible. I feel The Lighthouse better than The Witch, but... They're both great I films. I still like The Witch. Yeah. I still think The Witch is a great film. Yeah. So my first one is The Elephant in the Room. Uh, Shia LaBeouf for Honey Boy. Uh, that's my number three. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> can we just put him in? He's Shia LaBeouf yeah, basically plays his own father. He's and yeah. at first I thought that's going to be very distracting. But, oh man, you believe why he he's doing so it. He's so fucking good in that movie. This, and it must have been... Yeah. I feel kind of nervous. Like, to play your own... A version of your own father, I guess, or like... I don't know how true the, like, the narrative is and everything. But, but even if... Okay, let's just say that he's playing an ex- accentuated version, version of his of father, his father yeah. based on his son. The way he treats his own father in that movie to give him the sympathy, the scenes of sympathy that are just so beautiful, mm. that probably the director said, we need this or whatever, but Shia still plays those. Yeah, He gives his father the moments of grace, which is beautiful. You're number four? We're putting Shire in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shire is in. He's in definitely in. He's yeah. yeah. We've got him both. Great. We both got him. Like he's definitely in there. Great. My number four is Sterling K. Brown for Waves. Put him in. <laughs> he's, he's Put in that well. madman in. This is one of the most. This, okay, I'm gonna put my money on the table here. This I is Sterling K. Brown. He's just. I love him. This is the big. But this is. Yeah. Or I put a two hundred dollars on the table here. Yeah. Okay. This is the biggest snub of the Oscars. You reckon? In my opinion. I reckon the biggest snub is Willem Dafoe, but... Sterling K. Brown but terrified yes. me. But yes. Yeah. He terrified me, and he excited me, and he enthralled me, and he made me cry, and... Waves is such a movie for him especially, mm. to show such a gamut of response that originally I put him down for best actor. Oh, wow, okay. Because he is one of the permanent factors of the film. True. And because of that... Would, no, you, say he's a, more, would you say, though, he has more screen time? Than no, but that's the thing. That's how much of a permanence he had in my mind. That I was like, I would be okay with giving him back, though. Yeah. And you know what? I liked him more than Joaquin. You like Sterling K. Brown Sterling K. Brown is my favorite performance of last year. And if I had seen it at the end of last year, I would have said as much. Wow. He, has, he does have that I just, great line where he talks about... I think it's like... We are not given the luxury of um, privilege or something like yeah, that? We not, yeah, we're afforded the luxury. Yeah, afforded we're afforded the, the luxury yeah. of privilege. Yeah. I'm so glad you put him on. I knew you would, but I'm kind of glad you did. Yeah. Um, so my next one, getting I mean, ready for the eh sound. Is this Anthony Hopkins for the two parts? No, God, though. No. Uh, <laughs> he's good, but no. Um, James McAvoy for Glass. Okay. Alright. There's a scene. Glass to be where, <laughs> I know, right? There's a scene with a glass where the camera spins around the spot and James McAvoy does five of his pers- um, different identities right. in a single shot. I'm sure there's probably edits or whatever. But I, judging by what Samuel Jackson said, it was one continual spin of the room. Yeah. I think James McAvoy plays every. You know his characters mm. in Blast. You don't. You don't look at him and go, "Oh, he's playing James McAvoy as blank." He plays this one, this one, this one, this one. Yeah. Best part of Split, 
best part of Glass. Mm. I think Glass fumbles hardcore in its third act. Yeah, definitely. But James McAvoy owns the screen mm. in a way that a lot of the nominees currently do not. You're more than welcome to say, don't put him in. I We can talk about it. Because my number five is highly underrated in my opinion. And he's my favourite part of this movie. And it's Wesley Starts for Dollar Minus My Name. That's that's my supporting actor. I don't even have him. Don't even have him. <sighs> he is fucking hilarious. He is so good. <laughs> Dollar Minus My Name. Okay, I'm going to straight up say what my last one was. Because Wesley Snipes is better than this. And I should have put him in this position. Mm-hmm. I originally had Winston Duke for us. Oh, okay. You want to get crazy? Yeah, let's get crazy. Let's get crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no. Put. Do you want to make number five Wesley Snipes, or make it Jan- or? Yeah, it's Wesley Snipes. I think you're right, because he had so he said so much of. He so steals every well. scene he's in. Yeah, he steals every scene he's in. He gets I've offered that movie. Like this. Yeah, he's just yeah, and he's having so much fun. And he's having so much fun. Not that we we recreate it, but like, <laughs> it's as good as Shaft, and he does like a little <laughs> struggle of like. Oh, yeah, you know what? Wesley Snipes great. Because he doesn't believe in the movie at all. And that's what's so great about him. Yeah, and then he doesn't believe in the movie. And once the movie's. He doesn't even finish it, right? He just walks out. He's just like, well, I gotta go. And then just walks out. Yeah, doesn't finish out anything or try to support it. Yeah, I think Wesley Snipes. Every scene he's in in Dolomite, he steals. Yeah. So we have a fair few before we get to the final supporting actress. So. Before we get move on, we'll just we'll just say yeah, the, the five. So, five. So. Uh, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse, Shia LaBeouf for Honey Boy, Sterling K. Brown for Waves, Wesley Snipes for Dolomite's My Name. That is a great list. I think we are. That's a great <laughs> list, and we're looking at the original list, and it's and we've omitted everyone but Brad Pitt. Everyone but Brad Pitt. Which is a shame because I do think just to clarify. My original want was Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci for only because there's one acting yeah. scene when Harvey Keitel and Robert De Niro are talking to each other, and Joe Pesci says so much just by a little smug. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, Let's do two screenplays. Screenplay. Let's do it. Let's get into it. We're getting to the end. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> hey, the other one went for a two and a half hours. So. <laughs> Don't invite Jay on anymore. He makes you go for two and a half hours. No, it's, it's, uh, it's called good conversation, my friend. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, adapted or original first? Uh, um, let's do original first, I think. I think, oh, actually, adapted seems to be the shortest for me because I've only got three. Yeah, okay, let's do adapted. Let's do adapted first. All right. Okay, because the fact that you have three is interesting to me, so I'm hoping we have the same three. Well... Jojo Rabbit is one of them. Yep. Let's put Jojo Rabbit in that list. Um, I don't want. I don't feel comfortable putting any more in until we see the rest of our list. Jojo Rabbit, I'll put in 100%. Only because <clears throat> I would love all three of mine to get in, but I think you're going to shoot them down. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find out. You want to go first? Uh, well, I, I've... These three, though, that I've... They're all, all all in common with the academy, but let's do five slots. Oh, but you've are you yeah. only got three that are? Oh, because I have three that are not academy. Yeah, no, that's that's what I mean. We can fill those five oh, slots. Oh, okay. Yeah, what do you? What's the other two? Fun here. 
I've got Little Women. Gotta go with Little um, for um, yeah. Great. Little, uh, I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even come up with words then. Um, yeah, Little Women. Uh, what's your second? So Little Women's You're looking dead, me. But I mean, like, did you have a third one that you said was same with the? Academy? Oh yeah, it's um, Steve Elliott for Irishman. Put that in. Yeah. Because I have two. I have three here, and I'm hoping you choose at least two. Okay. Well, I've got but, four and five. But I don't know which two you would choose. So, do you want an alphabetical order? Uh, just give it to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kyle, please. <laughs> First up, I'm going to do alphabetical order. Dr. Sleep, Mike Flanagan. This man... Okay, because I think if we're honest with, our, with ourselves and the Academy... This man had to make a sequel to the original movie, The Shining, yeah. as well as an original um, the text, The Shining, yeah. and adapt a book yeah. that disregarded both of those two things. True. And he made one that concocted all I'm three. very happy putting him in number four. I, I cannot wait to watch the director's cut of Dr. Sleep. I've, yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Because well. I... I think Dr. Sleep is a severely underrated film, and Mike Flanagan is severely underrated... Is he well, he's underrated in terms of Academy of Love. He's never been nominated. He doesn't have any awards to oh, his true, name. He has Academy nothing to him. I was about to say, everyone loves like Haunting Hill House. But, but he that even, that even that show didn't even get nominated for anything. He doesn't. He hasn't won anything. You kidding me? No. So he needs to win stuff, and I think Doctor Sleep is on. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna go, okay, I'm so you're happy with those two because I've got I've got two picks that are even. Continuing with the alphabetical order. I think he did an incredible job, and I'm glad you've seen it. Stephen Merchant for Fighting with My Family. Fighting with My Family, okay. He has adapted a real-life story of um, a wrestler who I can't remember off the top of my head because it was, like, what, Page. April last year? Page, yeah. Page, yeah. Um, and he's adapted it to a way that non-wrestling fans can enjoy it, but wrestling fans can embrace it. And I think he has made a movie for all audiences. I think it's an incredible film. Yeah. Finally, this is this is fighting for the fifth spot. So. <laughs> Let me have hustlers, All please, right. <laughs> please, Kyle. I want hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. It hit me. It hit me in a way that no other film does. Please. Okay, so Lorene Scafira yeah. and Jessica Presler mm-hmm. made an uh, adaptation of the real life story. From a New York Times article, which in the article, movie yep. is played by, uh, oh, I feel terrible now, um, an actress. Constance Wu. No, the, the, um, the reporter who reported the on reporter, the uh, Oh, um, Julia Stiles. God, you're quick. Okay, Julia Stiles, yeah. yeah. It's, it's based on that New York Times article. I think it was yeah. New York Times. But basically, it's a fantastic film that I love so much. And you have to pick one of those two. two one of I'll, those two. I'll pick Hustlers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you have it. Oh, I have it. Oh have my it. god. Okay. I know what's coming back though. Shut up. I know what's coming back. Shut up. <laughs> you didn't expect it for production design, did you? No, no, no. Um, okay, original screenplay. Oh no, you want to read the five? Read the five for adapted. Okay, so we have the five. We have Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, The Irishman, Doctor Sleep. Hustlers. I'm stoked with that list. That's a good list. I think it's a good list. We've um, omitted, just so you know, we've omitted the Joker, or Joker, and the two pubs. 
See, can I just say on the two popes, it's a great script, but it's a play. It was a play first, mm. and it's been adapted to the screen, but it hasn't really been adapted to the screen. It's just a play again. That's my that's my personal opinion. Original. Yeah, here we go. This is where the fun's going to start. How many do you have here? I have, again, I have five again, because I, again. Yeah. yeah, but how many of them are your choices, and how many are? Um... I have two. Um, I have two in common with the academy. I have four that are uncommon with the academy. Cool. Can right. we go for it? Please. Oh, you want me to go? Because I have more. Yeah, I'll go before us. Um, my first pick is Us by John Peel. Wow. Okay. What he does for race in Dead Out, he does for class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as streamlined. Mm-hmm. It's not as perfect and cohesive, but what he does in terms of showing class and setting up the hands across America, it's a beautiful, it's a tight script. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the best scenes in that movie, funnily enough, are Elizabeth Moss and Tom Hardiker in their house. And what he does in that kind of environment, it's fantastic. I think it's a great script. Um, That's yeah. my first choice. Okay, Would you we'll put, put, a, we'll put a question mark next time. Okay, Ooh, question mark. Uh, my my first pick is is Lula Wang for the farewell. Yeah, that would be. How did that not get I, any love? Again, we talk about like the last slot on certain things. I think the farewell could have been the last slot for original screenplay. Yeah, I think it could have been. If Lulu Wang wasn't gonna get in for director or best farewell wasn't gonna get best picture, it was gonna get nominated for screenplay. I'm pretty sure. How did but I'm dead sure. Actually. I feel terrible for Lulu Wang. Hey, um, how did this happen? But yeah. So, did you want to slot that in? Or you yeah, question marks but okay. farewell. Alright, so um, our number one is the farewell. Right. Fucking love it over there. Alright. What's the number two? Her smell. <laughs> okay. Her smell is a tight script. Um, I've already said what I've said about her smell. Mm-hmm. Um, put a question mark next to it because I want to see what you put in and see if I can slot it into number five. We'll see okay. what happens. Yeah. Uh, my number two is one. Look, the, like I, well, I still think the directing is great as well, and it may not be like everyone not everyone's cup of tea, but I think this is one of the best screenplays of last year. Even though it was, wasn't written last year, but um, it was improved on last year and. Um, wouldn't know when it was improved on, but like, I'm just going to say it, uh, Booksmart. I think Booksmart's script written by Emily Halpin, Sari Haskins, Susanna Fogel, and Katie Silverman. I think they've written a very clever, very biting screenplay with a lot of, and just to, just to capture the friendship of Molly and Amy in, I mean, for the whole screenplay, and it's elevated by Olivia Wilde. Put it in the list, because it's great. And you because if I... Put it in the list? Yep. Okay. Because if I don't let you put it in the list, my next choice will make you hurl your laptop at me if I denied you Booksmart. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta be nice to you, give you Booksmart, make you happy before I say my stupid choice. I'm not writing their names in. I'm just, I just wrote talented ladies in caps. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't, I don't have enough room to write the music. Original screenplay. 
Yesterday by Richard Curtis and Jack Barth. Yesterday? Oh, I did not expect that at all. Yeah. It's okay. a great... Po- it's not the most flawless of takes of that concept of, like, a blackout leaving one person to know about something in an alternative universe. Yeah. Before the elevator pitch that it is, it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And I thought the film held it well. And the script really succeeded by playing with your expectations of what was coming next. Without giving spoilers, there's a beautiful scene that happens near the end when you expect a comeuppance. Okay. Do you disagree? Um, <laughs> no. I don't disagree because... If that, the camera that... was on, you would have seen the face of someone with a thousand miles stare as you look to the horizon... To think of a way to be polite about saying no. No, because I I like that twist. I Do you think, think the screenplay should be? I did be not it? expect that coming at all. I thought because what you said, what you alluded to, well, what actually the film alludes to is something bad is going to happen, but then something. Yeah, it's cool beautiful. Happens. It's yeah. beautiful, and it's a celebration. I think it's a celebration, and that's why I thought it was such a great. It got such hatred yeah. when it came out. I don't understand it. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful achievement in like love and respect and acceptance. Um, Question mark? Three. Sorry? Question mark or? I'll put it down. I'll put it down. Okay. Uh, like I'll put it down next to the choices. Yeah, good. Um, my number three is Honey Boy. Charlie LaBeouf's screenplay for Honey Boy. I love that choice. Um... Can't protest it. Because to me, this screenplay feels like he's gone to therapy with himself, I think. Like, this is going to sound so fucking douchey to say. Yeah. But like, I, that's what I think. I think he's just, he's sat down and penned this screenplay. Like, it's like conversations with his father of what he wants to, how he wants to de- deal with it, or I guess like heal. Um, yeah. It feels cathartic in a way that he wants to. I mentioned this in the last last week's podcast. It feeling cathartic. It feels like his his solution, I guess, to deal with him what what happened, and he wants to. He's dealing it in such an artistic way that like only the, like it feels like the only way he knows how to. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You convince me. Put it in. Take all of, take yesterday out as a maybe. Honey boy in that spot. You're mm. right. Alright. My final uh, my choice. My last two are ones in common. The I have so. final choice outside the academy. Okay. Well, I'll just... How about I say these last two? Because we, we don't know what yours is. Yeah, yeah. But we know... We're, we're going to know what mine is. My last two are Parasite and Marriage Story. I'm so happy that Knives Out doesn't stay. I mean, no res- disrespect to Ryan Johnson. But Knives Out is nowhere near as smart as it wants to be. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's a not a bad movie. It's a fun little romp. Yeah. It's nowhere near as fun as I that. 100% agree. Yeah. My final That's choice... That's a very controversial opinion to have. Speaking to of controversial like opinions, oh, speaking of controversial, it falters in the third act, but Glass is a very important oh film. It's a original God script. Damn it. Glass is the culmination of M. Night Shyamalan's agreement of what superheroes can be. I'm just going to say Okay, that. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that was the is, most. That is your first pick tonight, where I've immediately just gone no. <laughs> you won't even give me a chance, though. No. no. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> not for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> And you let not... me have a five-minute digression on Jessica Rofe, <laughs> and you couldn't even give me five seconds. With... Oh, I'm sorry. no. Okay, sorry. Um, before we get to it, our... oh no, we got director so four and actress. Five. Do you want to keep in Marriage Story or Parasite? I think we have to keep in Parasite. I think so as well. Yeah. All right, let's keep in Parasite. Number five. So we can put in, we can put in my story. We can choose one of the four you have. Uh, what are the three you've given me? <laughs> Let's just choose marriage story and be done okay, with it. Because right. <laughs> I'm not having your bad mouthing me on yesterday. Her smell and glass. Well, I'm, I'm not bad mouthing. <laughs> not all of them. You're right. Okay, so right. what's our list? So our list is the farewell. Lulu Wang, book smart. Um, Emily Halpin, Sarah Haskins, Susanna Fogel, and Katie Silverman. Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf, Parasite, Bong Joon-ho, and Marriage Story, and Noel Bombeck. I love that list. I think that's a solid Sounds good. list. Sounds good. Um, supporting um, ones, actress. I guess we should say the ones we admitted. Oh, yeah, sure. We're in Knives Out, 1917. I don't know why that's nominated, to be honest. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We've admitted Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I did, yeah. I did. Ooh, are we going to be happy with that next week? Look, I, I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna be. I don't think I'm gonna be any any indifferent if it does win, because it probably will win. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that these screenplays that I that I had here, I think are better than it. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I would, I would honestly want the farewell to win <laughs> best screenplay because uh, it's my yeah. favorite screenplay of last year. Farewell is so good. Yeah. Okay. Um, supporting actress. Yeah, let's get into it. Because we still have director after this, and we still have cinematography as well. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do supporting, then we'll go into cinematography, then we'll go director. I love it. We'll end on director. Okay. All right. Supporting actress. Yeah. Let's get into it. Do we have any in common with the Academy? Let me just double check with the Academy supporting. I have... I have two. Same. Okay. No, I have... Three. I have three. I have two in common and three no. Two in common, three no. Okay. Say you're number one. So I think we both have it. Yeah. The dog just made this. Okay, you couldn't hear because it it's too far away. I went, okay, but say you're number one. And it, you, Carl gave me a face, and all I heard the dog go, which is exact. I, I thought it was my gut for She's a second. having dreams. Our dreams He's of dreams over there of glass winning best original screenplay. <laughs> no, that, that's a that's a well, I don't want to say nightmare. Okay, I do respect Shyamalan, but yeah. Um, okay, but uh, not the dream I want to have. <laughs> there we go. Your number one. Um, I've still got Laura Dern's Marriage Story. Keep her in. Yeah, keep her in. Um, and she's like, we'll, we'll talk about it real life cause after this, but yeah. She's fantastic. Um, yeah. She has her She's Oscar. Great. Do you She's remember great. we saw Married Story? And after uh, me and you respect the cinema. We don't talk. We enjoy the movie. We we take it in. We don't we don't besmirch the theatre experience. 
There's a monologue by Laura Dern, and I turned to you, and I went, for your consideration. Yeah, for consideration. <laughs> and I couldn't help it because it was such... They're going to play that. And they have. They have. Um, um, Kyle, can you do me a favor? <laughs> can you say my number one for me? Because it's not Buddy Academy, and you know what it is, and your heart of hearts. Just say it for me. Jennifer Lopez, Hustlers. Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers was robbed. <laughs> That's okay, all look, I need to say. Look, I'll put her in. Yes! I'll put her in. I'm I don't so think, happy. Um, I don't think one of mine is going to be in there. Can I be completely honest with you? You go ahead. Do you think Jennifer Lopez deserved the spot? In my heart, I felt like my personal opinion. No. Okay, well then, fucking this whole podcast is a joke. <laughs> Blow it in a bit. But no, no, no. Um, I do see, like, I'm not going to be like the person that be like, no, like, you know, have, because, you know, it's all subjective. So, like, I'm not going to be like, no, she's just terrible. She's terrible. Like, she's not, <laughs> she's, she's not terrible. Take that out of context. See how you go there. <laughs> about to do I was just like I'm not going to say she's terrible she's terrible but it's what I think <laughs> Kyle Cruz thinks Jennifer Lopez is terrible um, I don't think that I, I see why other people like other people really like her it just wasn't yeah. my I guess. your cup of tea that's yeah, fine you number um, two my number two is uh, is one that I think I mean she I think she did get nominated for Golden Globe but Sure, it's Susan Zhao for the farewell. The no, she hasn't. She got nominated for a SAG. Nominated for a SAG. I yeah. think she is so good in the farewell. I think she's fine. She's fine. I, I I got a friend of mine. If he listens to the podcast, I'm sorry for naming and shaming you, but I have this friend of mine um that like is obsessed with her winning. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I don't see it. It's a pretty silent role. I don't get it. It's not for me. But I'm I'm totally fine with putting her in. If you give me Jennifer Jennifer Lopez, well, I won't. Okay, we'll, we'll put her down as a uh, question mark. Okay. Okay. What's your number three? Did you, did you, did you say two on Comedy Academy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, they're at the bottom of my list. I'd rather my the ones I want in my list to push up. Sure. So my next one that's uncommon, Adele Hanel. For Portrait of a Lady on Fire. She's the blonde one out of the two. Yeah. And she... She's my spirit animal. I get her. Like, I don't know... I forgot about the the, the, the supporting actresses here because... I mean, I I was just thinking Portrait of a Lady on Fire as as actual film overall. In the movie, did you... They're great performances. Did you, like, notice yourself more in the blonde or the brunette? What's um? What's you know? Is it? Is it? I didn't write it down. I'm so sorry for French pronunciation. But I think it starts with a H. There's Marianne. Yeah, yeah. And there's. Um, but Adele. Helene. Is it Helene? Adele was something else. I I I I knew her. And I think what she does with so little, I think it's one of the most be- beautiful performances of the year. Heloise. Heloise. Yeah. Adele Hanel. Heloise. Yeah. I, I think, think she's yeah, incredible. I think she's I think she's really good too. I think you they're want... both good though. They both match each other so well. They do match each other. But I think if I had to give one of them an Oscar nom, it's Adele. Okay. Would you I'll, I'll put her down. Yeah. 
I'll put, her there, doing all right. I'll put her down in the straight up the 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 could haves. Okay, the could haves. Next, because I just think I don't know. My my opinion on that one is, I think they're both good. I think they're both equally fantastic. Yeah. So you don't want to put one over the other. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so your next one. Um. Uh, oh, my next one is yeah. Uh, Devine Joy Rudolph for Dollar What Is My Name. Like she has a she has that great scene that we mentioned before. Yeah, I yeah. Look, I'm fine with that. Put but her, again, she just down. go down to the question marks. If she, if we have a lot of question marks for supporting actresses. Well, it was this, a good year for supporting actresses. Your, your bloody your brainstorm, your workshop. You, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you work it out afterwards. Now, do you want to put her down as a question mark, or you want to put her down as the list? question mark for now? Because okay, my next one. All right. Next, I have said some shocking things tonight. God damn it! <laughs> and I'm about to say something that will blow your fragile little mind. Oh my god! I can god. guarantee you this is a because oh, I can guarantee you because I've heard you. This is a film we have not talked about at all so really? far. Okay. My final pick for supporting actress: Julia Binoche for High Life. Wow, that is something I did not expect. From right? Me. No. Because again, one thing that you know about me is that I may not love a film, but I understand if one thing exactly deserves. We, we disagreed heavily on High Life. I sure. think yeah. High Life is a boring, dragging, but Julia Binoche absorbed me in a way that I can't imagine. Okay. What do you think about that choice? Um. See this. <laughs> is what, yeah. <laughs> this is where we could disagree because I think she's just fine. Oh, really? Yeah, I think she's just fine. I think you're you're grabbed. Obviously, is Robert Pattinson. But yeah, I think your grab is is um uh, Claire Denis. Um, I think she the whole the film she makes is just the film she makes beautiful. is pretty incredible. Yeah, even if it's a bit padded for me, it feels because okay. it's two hours when it could really be like seventy minutes. Yeah. Um, but I thought Julia Binoche, especially in the scene in the room, oh, the she gives herself a freedom that no other actress or freedom. actor has had. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, okay, is that your last one? Or is that it... was my last one. Okay, I think I've I'm, got... I shocked you of two of them at least. I've got, I've got a double nominee because I just think she's incredible, and I'm still gonna. I'm still going to shout it from the rooftops. I think Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit, I think... I yeah, think look, I think that's fine. She... I've never seen her like that before. And There's a scene just, where she smears oh, black great. on oh, her it's face. it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Can we put her down? Yeah. Right. So I'm happy with her being locked We have double nominated Scarlett, though, just like the Academy has. And everyone is just as angry as us that we have to do it, but she is great. She is great in both those movies. It's funny, because, like, Taika was... Taika said, "Who was the was asked? Who was the actress of the decade?" And he said, "Scarjo, Taika Waititi." Okay. And the truth of the matter is, if if you think about the decade, she is like if you think of Under the Skin, you think of Lucy, you think of Jojo, and then you think of Blockbusters, which is like crazy. No, no she's not in Crazy Super Love, but she's in um all the Avengers movies. She's mm. in all these massive movies, and it's like she really has had a decade. She has a decade, yeah. Could you imagine a decade bigger than her? And do you know what I'm more, most upset about? Is we'll never get to see her trans movie. Oh, yeah. The one directed by our uh, director of Huntsman. 
the first Huntsman and no, Ghost in the Shell. Because um, I don't want to get into an argument about whether or not she can or yeah, cannot yeah, do yeah. it, but there was a good movie coming out of that. I mm. truly believe that Scar Jo knows the movie she picks, and I didn't hate Ghost in the Shell. The anime is better, mm. but I didn't hate this version of Scar Jo. Anyway. Okay. Um, Put it in. So, my I'll, last one is Taylor Russell for Waves. The sister. Mm. So we can put her down in the question mark because this is where we can decide after this pick. Because we've got four locked in. It, so we have four locked in for our fifth pick. And what's our... F- okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Susan Zhao for The Farewell. Adele Hanel for Portrait Light and Fire. Devine Joy Rudolph for... Follow my name. And Taylor Russell for Waves. Now... I want to give one argument against Adele. I would honestly go as far as say she's a co-lead because I know that I know that uh, Marianne has more screen time, but I would go as far as to say they both complement each other so well, and she has she's a co-lead. I think I'm going to go say that. Okay, I hear that. I don't agree, but that's okay. Let's talk through the others and see if you can convince me on the others as I'm not. Team okay. Adele. Um, I'm. Susan mm. Zhao, I think. Uh, she says so much about saying. Yeah, she says so much about saying it. She reminds you of your own grandmother. Like you wanna like. I honestly felt like one of the call my nan after watching the farewell because she she, she was so endearing, but she embodied every single element of my 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 own grandmother. And I just think she's her, her performance is so sweet, but also so authentic. And uh, you're killing me here. Okay, I agree with all of that. Yeah. And then I just think, Devendra Rudolph is like I've I, honestly I, I'm going to say honestly I've never seen her before, but she is one of the highlights of Dolomite is my name. She has that great speech um, yep. during during the film, and her presence is just undeniable. And the fourth one. Uh, the fourth one's Taylor Russell for Waves. I also think it, I even I say for supporting because she has the second. Um, I will say this: Let's cut her out. Let's cut her out. I'd l- I'm, much I'm love to her. her. Much love for her and that movie. She is fantastic. But this three is gonna fight us. Okay, so you've got Devine, Susan, and Adele. <laughs> you just look at it. I I'm so lost and so struggling with this. Um. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. We have two spots left. That doesn't make it easier. We're still going to cut one person out. Oh, yeah. True. So what's our three that we have so far? Hang on. Let me look at the... Um, Academy. Because I have yeah, some... Because I, I also had um, some left in the Academy. Oh, Florence Pugh for a midsummer. <laughs> for Little Women. Sorry. Oh, Little Women. Sorry. Okay. We, we, keep we, her have, in. we have to put her yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I cannot believe I forgot Florence. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of Okay, so we're back to where we were. We still have three people for the amazing nomination. All I'm thinking about is Midsummer. This is really... This is the hardest one. Okay. Keep them Florence Pugh. What, what about that? If she wins Supporting Actress on Monday, would you be mad? I'll be freaking... Yeah. I will... No, because, okay... I'm going to run around the house naked. How about that? <laughs> Please don't. I'm coming to watch it in yours. Um... 
Kyle came over to my house because I got to host the Golden Globes, and I had this little idea, which I'm thinking of bringing back. I'm going to bring a pack of party poppers to your party house. Party poppers, yeah, that sounds good. The idea of the party poppers was that if something really offended you, if something won that didn't, aff- like for example, Russell Crowe winning, winning for the loudest voice, yeah. I popped a popper. Weird it's a choice. big like it's almost like a Yosemite Sam shooting your guns off. Yeah, right. If Florence Pugh won, I will get that entire bag, get every single string, and pop them at once out of celebration. I wanted to happen so bad. Yeah, that would be so good. That doesn't solve our problem with these three people. I'm just, I, I'm sorry, but I, I just think Adele Hanoa is almost a co-lead. I think she's, but she's not. I know. But she spends the first thirty minutes not talking, and she spends the last thirty minutes not talking. She's barely seated both of those moments. That's good. Timothy Chalamet was was he up for best actor or best supporting? Maybe. For call me what? by your name. For call me by your name. Oh, um, lead. Lead, yeah. Because I will argue that, in many ways, Adele had the Timothy Chalamet part. In terms of the ending, okay. like the last act. Would you? I don't know. I don't think Adele can be considered lead. And if she can't be considered lead, she has to be supported. Um. Okay. And okay. I don't want to throw out the Dolomite of my name, actress. Sorry for forgetting her yeah. name. And what's the other one? Susan Zhao. Yeah. Can we? All right. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> this is. I never thought that we'll get so stuck on this one. Okay, on a let's scale... F- just for my ultimate love for the film. Let's put in the dog. Really? Yeah. You're gonna get, okay. I. It's one of those things where you've... you've uh, tossed a coin into the air. And our heads, yes, no, no tails, no. And in the air, I can't make a decision if I'm happy about this. But can I just stress the farewell and Dolomite is my name. Both of those supporting actresses deserve to be there. Both of them. Both of them deserve to oh, be yeah, there. Oh yeah, definitely. If we had a six and seven sport, I would put Susan Jr. Without and Devine Joe Rudolph, definitely there. I'd, I'd do that. Oh man, that, who would have thought that would have been the hardest category? I know. And now, the two more cinematography. Do you have many? Uh, do you have two more? I have two extras. Oh okay. Uh-huh. Um, I've got. No, because I had Scarlett Johansson and Taylor Russell. What do you got? You have no more into this? Not for supporting, no. No, no, not for, no, not for supporting, sorry. I meant cinematography. Oh, no, yeah, no. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. We, sorry, we just, my bad. cinematography, right? Yeah. Okay, let's go to cinematography. How many can do you have just, for this one? Can we just put Roger Deakins in for 1917? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to put in the Joker for Lawrence Sher as well. Definitely, yeah. I know you want to put the lighthouse, but <laughs> I've got a maybe on that. I've uh, in okay. my list, he's still in there, but I have two more that I want in there. Okay, and I don't know what you're about to throw at me. Okay, yeah, I've got some things. Okay, here we go. All right, so I have two additional. Do you have any in common with the academy? First of all, I Other have than those, those three. Do you have any in common with the academy? Those three, you including three. the lighthouse. I still have that in mind. Same, I've got lighthouse as well. So you have two additional. I have. Okay, so I've got three in common with the Academy, and that's 1917, Joker, Lighthouse. and Lighthouse. Great. Yep. Same. Okay, so let's, can we put so those gonna, three in? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to fight over the last two. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
The funny thing is, is that right, since this, I've actually loved Parasite. For its cinematography? Yeah. Yeah, so. So, let's put that in. <laughs> <laughs> let's put in Parasite. Let's just do it. And then we're going to fight over our four picks for the final choice. Let's do another Dolomite is my name. Farewell. Um, okay. Because there's so many the... stair shots in. No, it's not even in for cinematography. What is? Parasite's not even in there. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Let's just put it in. Who is the. Um, who is the. I, don't, I know the editor because I read a really great interview about the editor. Oh, the, well, the editing Parasite's amazing. It's incredible. Um, no, that's not going to help, Colin. But yeah, I took out Once Upon a Time in the Irishman because. Yeah. You don't watch it for the editing. No. I don't really. I mean. Oh, the cinematography. Time, sorry. Like, I love Robert Richardson, Robert Richardson, but. What has Robert Richardson done? He's done a lot of Tarantino movies, I'll tell you that. Oh, really? Yep. Hyung uh, Gang Po. Okay. Hyung Gang Po. Let's put him in. Parasite. So we now we have four. Cho- Did you have Parasite as one of your cinematography choices? Yep. I didn't. Okay. But I've come to realize that I love his cinematography. I have two more, and you have one more. Do you want me to say one of mine, so you can do yours, and then I'll do my final one? Okay, yep. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm. I don't, cause that's, see, I've got Parasite there, but I don't have Portrait there. But okay. Portrait like, portrait cinematography is also really fucking good. Cool. Every, every scene's a pain. Every scene's a pain, yeah. So, that's mine. That's all I need to say. Your next one. Um, I've got, so my last two, again, I've got more love for Midsummer. I've got Paul um, Pogazowski. I can't say his last name properly, but I think all the, the composition is, like like Parasite, I think the composition is beautiful, like just perfect. All the shots are, I mean, the wides are amazing and, and just beautiful. There is that shot when the car's driving up and it turns upside and, down. Yeah, Shut up. Okay, that's on a hurt. That's on a hurt. That's really hard. Okay. Yeah, Midsummer's question mark. I mean, and, and I would also put in, because I don't have it for a production design either, but Henrik Svensson, production cool. design for Midsummer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I don't have a production design's category here, but if I were to take out a production design choice, I yep. would slide in Henrik Svensson's production design. And the uh, last cinematography is? Uh, Darius Kenji for Uncut Gems. Okay. I'm happy to say no to Uncut Gems. Because right. I'm unfortunately, for you, going to bring up a new movie that we haven't talked about that you haven't seen for Best Cinematography. Oh, God. Well, I haven't seen. You haven't seen. Have you seen it? I have. Oh, yeah. It would be very weird <laughs> yeah, if yeah, I defended exactly. the movie I haven't seen. I don't seen. know why. Look, we've had a few drinks. We've had a few. <laughs> we've had a few. You probably have told this earlier by me. Cinematography... Deserves a nod. And I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna search up the name. You might have to search the name because I actually know who did it and I should have searched it up. Okay. But cinematography deserves. For her smell. No, I've already. a movie you haven't brought up yet. It's a brand new movie. Alright. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for your eyes? You might want to take your glasses off because your eyes might (laughs) burst through the glass. (laughs) One cut of the dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie, I cannot tell you why 
it deserves cinematography because you have to see it to understand. The movie pretends to be one thing with its camera, diverts, and then spends the next 20 minutes explaining to you how it diverted you. Okay. And the first half only works because the second half also works. It is 100% a cinematography movie. Okay. If in 10 years time I became a teacher of film, this film will be my cinematography lesson. Okay. Wow, that's a bit cool. And it's not because it's done flawlessly. It's pretty messy. But what it manages to pull off by not pulling it off and then pulling it off again, mm. it's incredible. Um, it's such a shame you haven't seen it because I, I think if I said this out loud and you had seen it, you'd be like, yeah, this yeah, is it. List, yeah, yeah. Um, so in this entire night of talking about her smell as much as I have, this is the one time I'm like, I'm going to tell you to trust me. On one cut of the dead. On one cut of the dead. I'm happy to throw out Portrait of a Lady on Fire. See, I'm... Because my only... Again, my only argument with One Cut of the Dead is I haven't seen it, so we can't agree on yeah, exactly. it being in there. I have seen what you've seen. Yeah. Again, this is what's so hard about One Cut of the Dead is that you don't know... Not like what it does, because I'm sure you've heard enough about the movie to know yeah, what it yeah, does, yeah, yeah. but you don't know why it does what it does so well. Okay. It's so hard because I like I can't explain to you. I can't because there's a moment in the movie where I just went, "Oh, this is an achievement." Okay, and it's it's about who holds the camera. Like obviously, the director wants what's seen to be seen at the time it's been seen, but cinematography in your heart of heart, what would you give it to? You Would you say... Because I'll happily tell you now that Uncut Gems is not a cinematography movie compared to One Cut of Dead. Oh, well... I would, if, I if hap- you're happy to say that, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm happy to say that Midsummer is a great choice. I think it's between, yeah, Midsummer and, and Portrait of Fire. But... See, Midsummer has... That's oh, hard. Because Portrait of Fire was filmed in 8K... <laughs> no, what was what was that about? Oh I didn't even God. know. I didn't even know they could film in AK yet that yeah. much. I mean, that's I'm not not to say that that's the reason why. It's because it's a beautiful film. It's a beautiful film, and it's 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 filmed so. The yeah, cinematography film looks so like real. it's filmed off like a shitty camera. Like uh, I'm looking up her name right now, Claire Mathon. Claire Mathon. She is the cinematographer of Portrait of yeah. Empire. She just. Like, I don't know if it's, it, 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 obviously it's her, because both in the film industry, it's, it's it's about the director and the DP working together to create the shots. And as you, yeah, like as that. you would. Um, so, like, yeah. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> Let's, I don't, again, I don't want to flip a coin in it, because I don't think it's fair. I think we need to come to an agreement, I think. Um. What's your favourite shot from Portrait of a Lady on Fire? When the portrait of the lady is on fire. Oh, so the, the campfire scene. Yeah. Okay. Right. The shock on her face. The, the lack of shock on her face. Yeah. 
gorgeous. My favorite show in Midsummer is the car driving that turns upside down. Mm-hmm. A lot of sh- uh, hmm, okay, this is where I might upset you. Midsummer is front loaded with its best shots. Right. I don't think the second half is as quite as inspiring as its first half. Okay. I think the second half is good movie still, but I just don't think it's as pretty to watch or as inventive. Because hmm. them driving and them getting there and the stuff at home and the stuff before they leave. You have all the great mirror shots and yeah, everything. But and then the, the second half just turns a bit more generic. Not in the bad well, way. The second half takes advantage of the wides, really. It takes advantage yeah. of all these amazing wides. And. I would give it the portrait over to Midsummer. Look, I'm. <laughs> I I'm can see the sat. No, I can happy. see the white fade from your <laughs> I'm face. Happy. I'm happy to give it to portrait as well. Cause... Okay, on one condition. Okay, what's the condition? In the next six months, you watch one cut of the dead. Okay. And if you disagree, I'm going to lay the gauntlet down. If you end up thinking that I was potentially right, no, I don't think right to I told you so. I'm not going to do that to you. I think I told you so is a very pedestrian argument. But if you watch Young Cut of the Dead and you think it deserves cinematography, yeah, right. you must talk about it on the future podcast. One Cut of the Dead? Yeah. So but if you don't, if you watch it and go, oh, whatever, we'll know okay. that you just didn't agree. But in the next six months, you watch One Cut of the Dead. And you, if you do talk about it, you must say, Jay was probably right. It should have been best cinematography. Is that a fair deal? That's sure. We'll shake hands on it. We'll shake hands. Oh, this table's so wide. Done. <laughs> oh, you just cracked the microphone then. Did I? No. <laughs> you hit it hard though. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even shake hands then. We kind of just connected the fingers. Tips of our this fingers. table is very fucking wide. Okay. We're finally at the end after 17 hours. <laughs> Okay, so let's put in Portrait of Yeah, so what's our cinematography? Uh, righto. Okay, so we have Roger Deakins for 1917. We have Lawrence Sher for, for a Joker. Joker. Yep. We have Yaron Blash for a Lighthouse. Yep. We have Hyong Pyang. Hong Gang, sorry, Hong Gang. Hong Gang Pyo for a Parasite. And we have uh, Claire Mathon for Portrait of Fire. Great. We're here. We're finally We've a director. <laughs> We're finally a director. Here we go. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, and the good thing is we're going to fly for the real Oscar nominees anyway. So yeah, we're going to be fine. Because uh, I think we're pretty confident on what's going to win yeah. on Monday, right? Yeah. So I, I would say that there's two from the Oscar list that we must keep in. In best directing, yeah, let's do it. Uh, where have I got it? Uh, we must keep in Bong Chun Ho. Definitely, we're keeping him in. So that's one done. Yeah, definitely. We're definitely keeping Sam Mendes for nineteen seventeen. I've got because I've got eight here because he can nominate eight spots. Remember, I'm pretty sure he can. In director, or can you? I don't know. No, only five. Where did the oh, eight no, come I, from? No, okay, no. I've where did been, eight come from? Sorry. I've been looking at articles and agreeing with other people that there should be eight spots for director, I think. No. Yeah. No, I don't why do you, why do you Why do you uh, disagree with that? Because there's a hundred more actors in the world and we don't expand their spots. Okay. You, sh- sh- you wouldn't give... You wouldn't give maybe one more spot. 
put him. If we give one more spot, then we have to give one more spot. Then we'll spend the entire rest of eternity thinking they're only nominated because six is in. True. And do you think that would come from? Yeah, we because we didn't we forgot about all those other people, so we have to give them. It's like a sympathy spot. Yeah, you would. It would become a sympathy spot. Okay. One hundred percent. We don't need either double it or or uh, honestly, here's my controversial opinion. Just for three years, four years, just to try it out. Best male and female director. Nah, I'm hundred percent against that. O- only because there's an actress the difference. Best picture is a picture. You can't gender a picture. Mm. But just to try that to get, I yeah, that that is one thing I'm hundred percent against. I think. I don't. I don't think we should single out. You know, both genders there. I think that they all should be working in like in unison. I just for a little while just to remind people that there's female directors. Just for a I mean, it's while. a good look. I get but, the sentiment behind it, and, and yeah, look, maybe I'm speaking out my ass. Highlighting the women. But they should already be in there with with like because there is there, I've got four women here from last year that should be in directing category. So you have eight choices. I do. How many of them are great in academy? I can take out my eighth choice though because that's what just was the, your this eighth. It's the, the dream choice. This is the dream choice. Ariasta for Midsummer. And Robert Eggers. Like, I, I put them both in as one. Take them both out. Yeah, take them both. <laughs> but they, they fucking directed some great fucking. They movies. did some amazing <laughs> shit, but no. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Too weird. Too weird. Well, yeah. Okay. I've got. In common with the Academy, who do you have? You got Bong. I got Bong. I have Bong. I have Sam Mendes. Oh, I don't have Sam. You have to have Sam. He. He cultivated a one-shot movie. Uh, where's the... Oh, yeah. Say what you will, but that had to be storyboarded within an inch of its life. Okay. It had... He had so many moving parts, trenches. Um, for example, did you know when he... He's rehearsal. He loves to rehearse. Mm-hmm. He rehearsed in fields and stuck poles. Well, we talked about this. He made a play with three people, right? Oh, it's the best yeah. play of all time. Yeah. It's incredible. But, like... Regardless of that, he it wasn't just a play of three people. It was obviously <laughs> yeah. good stuff. <laughs> it's an incredible play. Um, yeah, one night yeah. we'll watch it. One night in the future. Yeah, yeah. But um, there was these amazing performers who came into the space. Yeah. And they planted in the field where the trench should turn. Every part of this is cold. Like it's so hard to pull off what he did. It's the hardest working director in this list. To not have him on is like a slap in the face. Okay. I know it's not a great movie. I think that's a that's a good argument. Yeah. And I but, like, I do want, I do understand. Yeah, understand all that. But and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a popping of the uh the popper when he does win. But whatever. You um, are. Probably everyone. No, like, I'm, not, I'm not gonna pop. No. You're not gonna pop. No, I'm not gonna pop. No. So that's the two that I'll, I'll be, keep in. I'm, I'll pop if Todd Phillips wins. I'll pop if Quentin Tarantino wins. <laughs> or Quentin Tarantino, yeah. He has one shot that he keeps talking about, which is Brad Pitt driving down that street with all the 60 signs. I'm like, shut up. Well, that's, I know I that's... Don't the care. I, like, no, I, that's, that, that isn't achieved. To shut down the whole fucking street and like get all that done and we didn't, make sure that shot looks good. We didn't give Cameron Crowe a directing Oscar for Vanilla Sky when he shot down the main city of New York City. 
I've not seen that film. Vanilla Sky is a show <laughs> where Tom Cruise runs down the main city of New York, Times Square, and he shut down the entire street yeah. for a dream sequence. We didn't give him best director. You shut down a street. Woohoo. You got clout. Great shit. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying just that. <laughs> I'm not saying just that, but like yeah, no, I'd, I'd yeah. if Quentin, if you hear this podcast in 20 years' time, I do love your work. Shutting down the street does not make you a director. I mean, in, in, in terms of... As a whole, no, it doesn't really make... You, no. what, what makes a director is making a really... A, a film. Like yes. A really good... And pacing. A director needs no pacing, and Once Upon a Time does not have that. Great. Is he on your I list? I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but yeah, it's, it's... Is he on your list? No. Oh. Why are we spending so much time? <laughs> exactly. I don't know why the fuck we're talking about it so much. The reason why this podcast is three hours long is he let me digress into rants about people we don't even want. Okay. Anyway. Uh, well, my number two is Celine Siama for Portrait and Fire. Because I think... Love that choice. Again, it's her. It's it's her it's her it's she she made that film like she this is committed it is vision such a, I don't know I can't find the right word to describe yeah. how well that film is made I agree I, I agree I let's know. put it in let's put it in so you want to put a slain in yeah how many slots do you want to have for a director five you want to have to five okay. you have to sit to five okay my next um, choice fortune. yeah. Lorenz Cafaria <laughs> no <laughs> even though she did actually did quite well with that movie so. Greta Gerwig Little Women Greta yeah. Gerwig she creates such a world there's so much love there's a scene where they bring Emma Watson home from having a sore ankle mm. early in the movie mm. and all of them are overlapping dialogue everyone's talking they hug they collaborate Timothy Chalamet gets introduced to everyone. Everyone introduces themselves to him, and it's this messy cohesion of clarity and vision. And I just think it's a beautiful film. Like just in all the group scenes, when they're reading at the letter, and the whole family is lying together, like in that assortment of lying together, it's just everything's orchestrated to be pretty and beautiful and emotional. And I think it's a beautiful film. You can disagree if you want. No, I'm putting down. Yay! That's free. Okay. What's your... This is our number five. Are we already on five? Because we've done Bong, Sam, Selene, and now Greta. Shit, okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, what's your next on your list? Okay. My number five is... Oh, well, it actually is my number five. My number three, though, is... I just want to say these names because I really want to get them out there because they just have not been recognised enough. Yeah. I think Alma Harrell for Honey Boy should be recognised more. I reckon she should be recognised more. It's not her year. She will prove herself later on. It's her first narrative feature. I think she's going to be really, really She's going to be massive. We're going to sit here in 20 years' time, hopefully not in this exact spot, 20 years' time, and she would have won an Oscar, I reckon. I think, um, I think the Safdie brothers. I, think I agree as well, like but they... not, not this one. I think the bigger films they make, I think they're going to be because 
Oh, I listened to a podcast the other day uh, and how hard they worked on, like, for, for Uncut Gems to, like, make that movie. Um, as tense and as... Yeah, as tense, tense and anxiety. And we did the same thing with Good Time, but Uncut Gems is just tasted to another It's so much better than Good Time. I, and Good Time is a great movie, but Uncut Gems... I think Uncut, like, Uncut Gems is just a tad better. I honestly, I consider Good Time the warning shot. And Uncut Gems is the shot. Is the shotgun, yeah. Yeah, that is me going, okay, yeah. shit. Um, I've also got Taika Waititi for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. I've also got... Agree with that. Uh, just, th- again, this is just another... Because um, I know this uh, a shot, shot in a million. Yeah, yeah. But I think what she did to the screenplay was something I'll, I will never forget. Olivia Wilde for Booksmart, I think. What she did to that screenplay... Was I think she does a really she good had job to make that not only because that screenplay I think was written in two thousand eight or something yeah yeah she had to adapt it adapt modernize it, to it. now time like our times today I think she selected a great playlist of songs to put into the film and, and to really um, you don't think she had a musical supervisor I don't not too sure actually but like because the music if it's not by her like. I, but um, um book yeah, smart is. Uh, I've got that, and I've got Lulu Wang for the farewell. I like Lulu Wang as well. Yeah. Um, there's only one more person I have that you didn't list. Okay. Let's put Lulu Wang as a question mark. Uh, or Safty actually. I don't mind Safty in that list that you just read out. So Lulu Wang and Safty. But there's a third one, and I'm actually a bit in- insulted you haven't brought him. Love brought you, him love you, Josh and Benny. Love you. Because we haven't brought this movie up. Or podcast, and this has been my wild card. There's been three times where you've said that. Yeah, this is my wild card. This has been, there's been three times where you've said you haven't. Because once I say this, you'd be like, I'm getting really scared. You'd be like, oh shit, you're right. Okay. Because I was waiting for you to bring it up in that eight, and I was like, how did you not? Are you going to say a trail with Schultz? For. Waves? No, 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 no. Okay. Do you want to keep guessing? Yeah, for sure. Is it something we've both seen? Yes. We had both seen it. There's a pause there for a reason. Was it in any of our top ten lists of last year? Funnily enough, no. No. Because all this lists, when I've brought up High Life, when I've brought up Lego Movie, mm. when I've brought up all these random choices, mm. it's important to distinctly bring up the importance of one particular element of a film we overlook. Okay. So this film may not have any good parts in it, may not have a good script, the director is a soul vision. Don't fucking say Tom, Tom Hooper. No, for no, no. You have to respect that this man no. has made the nightmare. No. The nightmare that he has made. If I had a bigger buzzer for it, like how fucking like wrong. Like, I don't. You don't get look, it. Look, I know I said that in the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, you even qu- you quote this. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I do okay. not want to get Captain. He wasn't in my list. I, I just wanted to have a laugh. I, I was. Oh, it was in my list. It wasn't in my list. <laughs> I reckon, honestly, based on the emotion it gave me, it has to be Little Wayne. Oh, for the fifth spot. Yeah. Oh, so you're actually joking about? Yeah, Tom Hooper's no, no, fuck no. That was a bit stupid. A hundred percent a joke. Okay. I still got to show the italics for Charlie's Ron, but like. But literally, Lulu uh, Wang is great, and I had her in my pick. I also had the Safety Brothers, so... Yeah, I got the Safety. Yeah. Safety Brothers were more at number four. And Safety Brothers do a great job, and guess what? They're only going to get bigger from me. They're going to get bigger from me. The same with Alma Harrell. Um, Lulu Wang, even? Yeah. 
Blow the Wing even. I mean, I she's already met with Marvel. Already she's already met with Marvel. Played at Sundance with Margaret Qualley. It looks really good. You know, Lulu's already met with Marvel as well. <laughs> you direct one good film and you have to go meet with Marvel. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, so your name can't be on the poster. Oh yeah. Wait, is was what film are you thinking of where the name wasn't on the poster? Like, Most Marvel posters when they're released don't have names on the posters. Don't have directors on the poster. I have not noticed that before. You would look now and you won't be able to answer. I will look now. <laughs> it's only the final poster that gets released. And even then, not always. We're going to have a revelation here, ladies and gentlemen. Huh? We're going to have a revelation here, I think. Look, if you look up... Um... I'm just going to look up Marvel movie. Okay. Oh, okay. What I'll do is I'll look up posters. Yeah, we don't have to do it on the podcast. Oh, we... Yeah, fuck it. I guess I'm looking at the Captain man. Marvel one. I mean, it, they're in like the um the block text down the bottom. I forget what they actually term for that is. I should hey, know because I'm not in fucking film history. What? Charlie's from Longshot. Oh, nice. <laughs> Finally, show me the proof. I was gonna make a long shot for a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> I had that joke written and everything. God damn it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, let's hurry along here. So Most teaser posters, most every poster. It's on to the final poster, which usually is not the popular poster. Yeah. Never has a director. Trailers, never set a director. I'm, I'm, we're going to be looking at that after this, I think. It's fucked. Yeah, I'm gonna be it's looking at that. absolutely fucked. Um, so, I number five, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, uh, Sam Mendes for 1917, Selene Siama for Portrait of Lady and Fire, Greta Gerwig for Little Women, and Lulu Wang for the farewell. Do we have more women than males? Yeah, we have three <gasps> women and two males. Bring on the articles. Bring on the articles. It's happening. I'm very happy with that list. I'm stoked. Very happy with that list. That's a great list. We have two very talented men and three very talented ladies, I think. We have five very talented directors. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I love oh it. Oh my God, what a list. I love it. All that right. was hard. That was really hard. That was fun, though. I love that. <laughs> Talking about so that was fucking great. People. And Tom Hooper. <laughs> Fuck you, cats. Fuck you. There'll be a future podcast purely for cats. Okay. Um, that's that's <laughs> that's everything for our dream Oscars. We have done it. We have done it. We have done everything for a dream Oscars. We're going to quickly finish up, finish here now with, because the Oscars are on Monday. Yeah. We're going to give our picks for what's going to win. Oh, shit. Okay. Cool. cool. Um, I thought I thought I did tweet that didn't beforehand, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Anyway, because um, we are teetering on that two and a half hour mark again, but it doesn't really, you know, this, this is how these things You can these break it up. Go. You can break it up. This is how these things go. Um, so, all right. Let's start. Let's start down the bottom. Let's yep. start down the bottom. All right. So, best visual effects. What do you think is going to take that? Uh, oh, I thought it was going to be. I think I said Lion King. Can we get, can we come back to that one? Because I'm trying to load up my list. I think it's going to be um, an end game. But see, I don't like that. Give me. Doesn't doesn't matter if you don't like it. I think it's going to win. Okay. So okay, I've loaded this, it up. This is what we think is going to win. Sorry, my bad. Um, visual effects, I have it here in front of me. It is going to go to... I think it's going to be Star Wars, actually. Sorry, I said Star Wars. You're going to be Star Wars. Because that movie does look clean. 
Okay. Did you ever see Star Wars? No. How do you skip the biggest juggernaut? As a film How would I know fanatic? what's going on in that movie? I haven't seen any of the other ones. You've never seen any of the other eight? No. I'm not a fan of Star Wars. And you've never seen them? No. How do no, you know no, you're no, a fan? No, no, no. No, I've seen the originals. And the not a fan. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Just, just not my okay. fan. Not my yeah, fan. that's my pick. Star Wars. Next. Uh, okay, so you're pretty Star Wars my pick 10 game. Great. Okay, but what do you think, well, really, do you think Star Wars is going to take it out? Yes. Are you 100% sure that Star Wars I'm not 100% Wars is sure, but I think Star Wars is an incredibly engrossing VFX film. None of it looks fake. Like, Avengers does look fake, as I said before. Irishman does not perfect. 1917, not great. Lion King, you don't know the argument if it's an animated, mm. animated or not. Mm. Star Wars is the safest choice to me. All right. Uh, best film editing. I'm going to say Ford vs. Ferrari. What do you say? I say, oh, where's my list? Yeah, agreed. Um, those race scenes were incredible. It did win the editing award recently. Makes so, sense. Um, and what happened was with last year's was uh, Bohemian Rhapsody's editor won the editing award before the Oscars as well. Not to say that that telegraphs what happens, but it's that, that, it's clear. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, costume design. What do you got? Little Women. Yeah, I got Little Women as well. Amazing. Uh, what are the Pixar again? Yeah, a little bit, of course. For sure. All right. Uh, Make up my hair selling is going to get a bombshell, right? Bombshell, bombshell, bombshell. Yeah, okay. Uh, and you've got... Production is on. What do you got? Parasite. I've got Parasite too. Yeah. Great. And uh, cinematography, you got Roger Deakins, nineteen seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Sound mixing, editing. What do you got for mixing? Mixing is Star Wars. See, I've got Ford vs Ferrari for mixing. Oh, sorry, mixing. Yeah. Mixing is nineteen seventeen. Sorry. Okay. Do you think? Do you okay? Do you think it's going to happen here? Is Dunk like it's going to be Dunkirk? It's going to take both categories. My thing about nineteen seventeen is that like it's tense, raw, and like everything adds to the imagery because that movie is a lot of walking with no sound. Okay. I actually would love Ad Astra, but um, what have you got for editing? Nineteen seventeen again. Or? Sound editing is Star Wars. Okay, I've got because sound editing is sound creation. I've got nineteen seventeen for that one. I think. The creation of all these Star Wars sounds like fum, 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 fum. it's hard to make sounds. Anyway. Uh, animated. Sh- well, we didn't. We can't do. We don't short do shorts. Uh, where am I? Best original song. I'm gonna love me. Again. I'm gonna love me again. Yeah. Into the unknown. <laughs> Into the unknown. Hey, I, I love that song. Panic of the Disco version is the best. <laughs> How about you don't come on the podcast again? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, all right. Score. Joker, Joker right? Yeah. Joker. Joker, Joker. Um, documentary. Honeyland. Honeyland. Do you agree? Yeah, I'm just going to say yes. That would, be, that would be my pick on the day, I think. Yeah. Good. I mean, it'd be really good. It'd be, it'd be nice if it wins, but 
we could get an upset. We could get American Factory. Because uh, so. Barack Obama. Okay. Uh, foreign film, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Anything else is a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. International feature film. Parasite Award. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Parasite. See, the original screenplay, I'm not happy with where I sat on this. Uh, original screenplay? What you Because I said once upon a time, I'm going to stick with it, but I think it's going to be Parasite. Yeah, I'm, I've got Parasite as well. I'm going to say once upon a time. Are you going to say, are you going to say once upon a time? I'm going to say it on the record that it's once upon a time. I really want to go to Parasite, god damn. I know. Um, okay. I'm going to stick with Parasite. Yeah. Uh, best supporting actress we got Laura Dern. Yeah, Laura Dern. Okay. And actor we've got oh supporting actor we've got Brad Pitt. Yep. And we've got actress we have Renee Zellweger. Yep. We've missed three categories. Have we? Yep. We'll do actor and we'll go back. Come back. Joaquin oh, Factor. Yeah, Joaquin Factor. And Joaquin Factor. Yeah. Um, uh, adapted. Adapted. I said The Irishman in my website, but I want to say Little Women now. Okay. Even though it's probably JoJo. Oh, man. This has actually turned into a tough race. I'm going to say JoJo. I'm going to say Little Women. Animated uh, feature. Animated features. You want to go Klaus? Yeah. My article says Missing Link, but I still did... Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sink. You know what, Klaus? I'm gonna jump on that train too. I'm gonna go Klaus as well. Good, good move. Um, then picture and director. Picture and director. Director is Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. Are you gonna say Sam Mendes? No, I'm gonna go Bong. <sighs> nice split the vote. Yeah. And best well, picture. I've split the vote twice already. I think. Um, and best picture. 1917. Or Parasite does the upset. That's what I'm most excited for. I'm actually best, most excited to see what wins Best Picture next year. Next week. I'm going to go 1917. Let's hope we're both wrong. Well, that's it. It is now 4 a.m. We, <laughs> <laughs> we have <laughs> um, There you go, everyone. There's our alternate dream picks for the Oscars on Monday. And then we did our actual picks because um, we have like a little betting pool going so that these yeah. picks will probably go into the pool that we have organized yeah uh, all of the dream oscar picks and alternate oscar picks will be on my instagram if you want to check those out like in list form that'll be exciting and if you can I'm, I'm expecting a few comments <laughs> i'm expecting a bit of a hatred for all the hustlers and cats fans out there um yeah i'm uh yeah expecting a few comments on that one um, yeah so it'll both go up my Instagram and my Facebook. I put it on my personal page. So if you, if my friends listening to this, you can find it on my personal Woo! page. Um, yeah, I'll do it on that. Thank you, Jay, for coming on again. I appreciate it. It was a lot of two fun. And a half hours. I swear, next time we come on here, we're going to limit ourselves to an hour. I promise you. That will never happen. All because of the Tom Hooper thing? Or what? do you mean we won't talk for an hour? We'll talk for longer than an hour. Uh. <laughs> we get so caught up in talking about it oh yeah okay yeah. good okay I thought you meant like you're never coming back thing. on this podcast for bringing up Tom Hooper <laughs> for director in what was clearly a bit <laughs> we tried to film it it did not work <laughs> I can't imagine a camera lasting two and a half hours anyway um, 
but I think it's because I've got, I've got to fix something to the computer. Um, so I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, if you did make it this far, um, it was a fun, fun time, fun ride. Yeah, it was a lot of hatred. A lot of back and forth, yeah, a lot of disagreements, good. a lot of agreements. Positive chats. Positive chats. Good chats. Positive chats between friends. <laughs> <laughs> So now it was your turn to do that. Yeah, I'm owning it. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, so if uh, you enjoyed this, uh, it's on Spotify and other podcasts. You can listen to it. Um, yeah, wherever you get podcasts. But like, I know that most of my listeners listen to it on Spotify. So you can boop, boop. grab it there. It'll be up tomorrow. Um, which to them could be any is, day. Which is today because it's midnight. <laughs> well, we don't know because tomorrow could be any day next week because I don't know what day we did this on. I did say the date at the beginning of the podcast. Damn it. Damn yeah. it. You've been fooled. We did talk about the BAFTAs today. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yeah. So you can grab it there um, and you make sure you follow the Instagram page, Casey News Podcast, um, and check out the Carl Cruz public page on Facebook. Do not add my personal. I will not add you back. Yeah, that's weird. That's uh, a weird yeah. move. Don't be like that. Have a conversation first. Yeah. Join yeah. other groups, find him on that, have a good conversation, <laughs> then add him personally. Uh, like yeah. a normal, sane person. And we just wrote a mind. Newcastle people, Laramie Project. Very excited. The Laramie Project. It's going to be a big show. Kyle is a big part of the show in ways that he doesn't know yet. Um, he gets to be hung up on the tree and swung around. No, 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 no that, that's true. Okay. <laughs> no, but he has. he's also gotten himself a monologue. He's thrown a monologue. So there's been some new developments. Yeah, more developments. Every um, every meeting I have, it turns into, we're going to give Kyle more. <laughs> From let's be emerging director to you're now in the show to you now you have monologues very soon the Larry project will be just the 12, 12 people all played by Kyle <laughs> um, no but that's not the reason to go see the play I think it's a very important play for this time I think, it's, um, yeah, I think Jay it's and Oliver are doing a, yeah, a great thing of putting it on choosing this play to do as the 2020 um, it's going to be a very exciting process and hopefully we'll be able to talk about a sequel well not sequel but a new play happening in September Yes. if certain right holders decide not to be so stingy oh you heard it here first you heard it here first <laughs> right holders are stingy <laughs> <laughs> alright guys thanks for t- having a listen and um, I'm, yeah, I'll talk to you soon <laughs>